king of the pack, baby. The link is live now. They see the wings on my back and they know I'm gon' fly. So what the fuck's supposed to do? Just try to please people. Got my NBK crew family and I don't think people. Remember, used to put those paper in my tennis shoes. You still walk around in them tennis, the mini shoes. For fucking nigga, I was too thugged up for that. Never told on my enemies I couldn't be a rat. But niggas told me nigga, they got it in return. Now any mama slipping roll in the life spot. Fuck your whole crew, bitch, cause you gon' get I'm sorry. Your out in your lap, old it's one of those big, big free I'm sorry. But if you need to, you know, take a, you take a break. You like Is it smoke? Oh, she's raising anyway. <laughs> Uh, oh, but go ahead, go ahead. You already did now. We good. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No. I don't go ahead. I'm, I'm being for real. I'm being for real. I'm being for real. This is your first time visiting, so you go. Right. I want you to be comfortable. Don't. Uh, 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 uh. Look, I'm gonna clap it up. Jasper. All right, Tony. The lights will be over in a minute, Tony. But how's the audio? Yeah. How you feeling, this, Leah? How you feeling? This? Can't get on that mic. I can't hear you. Okay, Pocket out there. Just did it. We just did it. Another episode. Bringing it in right now. Yeah, you like that, don't you, Monique? I know you like that, right? This thing is just too cool, right? Hey, check this out. Hey, welcome everybody to another great episode. And y'all know how we do it out here. 
Can y'all hear fine? I'll make sure y'all y'all headphones are turned up good. Yes, sir. I can hear you. You got you good over there? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. All right, I'm a. Hey, you just do some sign language. I understand that a little bit. <laughs> hey, check this out. Hey, a great episode. Y'all know I'm, I'm I'm rocking the straight pineapple. You know what I'm saying? Pineapple on the rocks. No nothing in there. Of course, I got my 1186 right here. You know, so this is what I do. I push the 1186 all day. Black owned. Mm-hmm. You gotta love mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Official state water for Alabama. And um, that's what we do. But hey, if you ain't noticed, I'm rocking my my shirt by my girl Dre Fit. Okay. If y'all don't know, Dre is a um professional women's football player, and she is sponsored by Five Cast. So shout out to them Five Cast. That's sponsoring my girl Dre Fit. She doing her thing. She doing it big. Don't act like G Five love the ladies now. This is I love the ladies. You know what I'm saying? And we are gonna take care of, them, make sure y'all good and everything. So Dre. She's going to do great things, you know, the season to be starting here. And um, she does big stuff, so you can follow her, you know what I'm saying, at Jere Fit. And I'll make sure I have her information at the bottom of the screen here in a few minutes. But um, shout out to my girl, Jere, you know what I'm saying? You my girl, and you know how we do it. All right. So today, y'all know um, Five Cast is all things business. You know I love business. I love business 100%. But like I tell everybody, um, Five Cast is not just about business. It's about physical and mental wellness. Because so many times we'll have businesses, but we don't take care of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? From the physical aspect, we don't take care of ourselves from the mental aspect. And um, and we'll bottle things up. And, um, you know, I love the fact that, one, this young lady, she reached out to me, you know, because, uh, and, I, and I saw it. I'm bad at my Instagram as far as checking, like, messages of people I don't follow. And I just happened to look, and I saw these little blue messages in the top right. And I clicked on it. and um. I was like, oh, for real? I said, okay. And then I hit you back, right? You did. I hit you right on back, and then we had a conversation. And um, I was so receptive. She was just kind of like, for real? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, please, that's what we need. You know what I'm saying? We don't have time to be playing around. We, we, got, we got the, this is a, this is not even a topic. This is just a way of life um, that should be going on consistently, but it, it's not. You know, and I, and I think, you know, like I was sharing with her, I know in, in our community, you know what I'm saying, as an African-American male, um, we shun counseling. We shun therapy. We, sh- we shun it. The reason why, because I think we take it as we're weak or we can't handle things or maybe certain jobs we've, we've had before that, um, you know, if we, if we talk to somebody, it's going to show that we're weak and we can't handle some things, you know what I'm saying? So, um, or even like childhood stigmas that we've had growing right. up for people who are like our parents and things like that. True. And different things that have like kind of made us resistant towards even telling people business, our business or even wanting to be vulnerable. True. So true. So true. So after having a conversation with her, I said, you know what? Hey, this is this is what we got to do. We got to bring her on in. And um, hey, I ain't gonna tell you what really happened, but uh, you know, we supposed to came, but she ain't come. But hey, that, that ain't me. Hey, listen, some people do stuff like that now. Then she's gonna hit me back. I'm gonna you you are shady. Shout out to G5 for diving her out right now. I ain't even gonna dive you out. It's over. It, it was a jo- it was a joke, Leah. It was a joke. It was a joke. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even gonna say what I was gonna say. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even I wouldn't even gonna I wouldn't gonna say what I was gonna say. See, you tell it on yourself. I wouldn't even gonna say that. I wouldn't even say that for real. I promise you. You know, so Good my thing I'm transparent. So, <laughs> so my thing was I said, hey, we gotta get her in here ASAP. You know what I'm saying? So we reconnected on the conversation, um, so she's here today. And without further ado, 
you know, I like to bring her in. Leah, the therapist. I call her Princess Leah. What's going on there, Princess Leah? How we doing? I'm doing good. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Come on now. Thank you for coming, really. Really. You know, you the one that's sitting there telling stuff. I'm sitting there like, no, don't do that. Okay, I can talk about the great hospital like hospitality that I've gotten since I've been here, so I greatly appreciate that. Okay, 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 okay. So that that is one of my first question I always ask. You know what I'm saying when people come in here. Um, so up to this point right here, how has the experience been thus far? Phenomenal. Okay, you say phenomenal. How? Um, Why do you say that? I want you some of these well, queso of all, chips right here first. Who knows me knows I really don't like driving. Oh, for you got to pull the mic up on you. Oh, <clears throat> you, you got that. You got that Beyonce. Uh, you know thing going on. A sexy voice work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What about now? Okay. That's cool. Okay. That's cool. Anybody who knows me knows I don't like driving. So For the real? fact that like, you know, you came in and picked me up. Okay. That was, that was a plus. Okay. Um, I love food. Uh, and I love tacos. Okay. So Taco game strong. I got I got everything and I like. Tequila. Okay. And I do love tequila. Okay. <laughs> that, that's what you said now. You said <laughs> yes. that's what you wanted. So so you made it. You made it happen. Okay. I appreciate that. You allowed my friend to come with me to make sure that I feel. Shout comfortable. out so you can feel comfortable. That's why G five always say bring plus one with you. Cause I don't want nobody coming here feeling like uh, nothing. That's why I tell people to watch the show. If they watch the show, they'll they'll understand. You know, what I'm saying, hey, bring somebody uh, with you. Cause one, I tell anybody, if you're female, don't go nowhere by yourself. That's just my thing. And I don't even like to be in a situation sure. when I'm with a female by myself. You know what I'm saying so. Um, not because of me, it's just, I want to make things feel comfortable and I have daughters, so I understand. And I, I want them to be the same way. You know what I'm for girl dads. They Come right. on, don't play, don't play with them. This is the girl dad of dads right here now. I don't play. Dad. I got fine daughters too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Woo-hoo. How old are they? All dads say that stuff, don't they? I'm about to say you know fine. They, they gorgeous. Come on now. Hey. Listen, my, that's good. My, my DNA strong. <laughs> they mama DNA is strong. How about that? <laughs> they mama fine. <laughs> that's what it is. But, um, anyway. So, you know, this is not one of those typical things. Okay, you know, first thing first, give me a brief summary about you. Just a brief summary, like what you do now. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pull the, pull the things back. And we're going to go back a little bit in time. Okay, okay. Okay, talk to us. Well, I Yeah, make sure on that mic. Come on. Do that. On the mic. Do I look at you? No, look no. at the camera. Hold on. Oh, that's nifty. See? There you go. There you go. Now you it's right action, there. There you action. go. Action. Okay. Boom. Do I look in the camera or do I look at oh, you? look at me. We talking. It's our Bam. conversation. Okay, you know okay. So uh, I'm a licensed professional counselor, okay. supervisor, meaning that- she says supervisor too. Okay, showing <laughs> off, showing off in here. So that means I can like li- uh, supervise interns, like newly uh. licensed people, because whenever you first get your license, you have to have an internship for 18 months. So uh. I'm a supervisor. I'm also licensed in the state of Louisiana as well. What? Um, as a licensed professional counselor, uh, my specialty is minority women's issues. Dealing with work stress, personal life stress, relationship stress, communication issues, family stress, just learning how to navigate some things that us as women have to deal with. I mean, I'm shut off all the damn stress you can relieve. That means you can relieve a whole bunch of stress. Because yes. everything has stress in it. What you talking about? Life is stressful. You know what I'm saying? But the, but the fact that you said that you're a supervisor and that one, when people do come out of the course of school or whatever it is, and they have to go underneath the professional. That, that you are an individual, you know what I'm saying, that Correct. they can go through that time with. And that is so cool. Thank you know what I'm saying? You. I mean, a young sister doing this like this right here. Man. Because I want other. Hold on. I'm going to shout out some stuff now. You ain't going to stop my shout outs now. Right, damn, I shout out a whole bunch of stuff sometimes, okay? Everybody know I shout out some stuff. Shout out to the Red Cups right here. You know what I'm saying? This pineapple juice. Shout out what you drinking over there. Go on, take a drink. Come on, Leah. Don't try to act cute over here. Momo, Momo fresh in town, y'all. She came from North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? So we did a meetup. You know what I'm saying I wanted to come through today, and she's a um. What are you again? She's an alcohol. 
Rehabilitative somebody. As we drink. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm a licensed clinical. Ooh, she's a licensed clinical addiction specialist. Now, shout out to that right there. That's all kind of stuff right there. All them elemental P's and everything after parentheses and commas and everything like that. You know. So, like, the addiction doesn't have to be drugs, right? Oh, absolutely. So, what's mm. the strangest addiction you work with? Uh, I would. So we can't we can't get that voice on the mic. I'm saying so. Oh my god. Okay, so. We're gonna let them do a sidebar later on because we we can't hear them over here on the mic. So, so Liz, see, you gotta watch your friends you bring sometimes. They be asking stuff they shouldn't be asking somebody. You need to text each other over there. (laughs) See, we have fun too, Liz. We be conversation. The conversation was. Ooh, shout out to (laughs) Huggy. Shout out my girl Tony. Shut up, though. <laughs> you know, y'all funny. That's good. Y'all funny. Y'all real funny. They funny, Monique. Yeah. All right. So, so you told me a little bit about yourself. You know, all the elemental P's and all the stuff like that. You know, when parentheses, strong stuff. That's good. All right. So let's go. We're gonna go back a little bit though, because this is what we do right here on Firecast. One, I want to kind of see um, the type of person you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What you did. So we're gonna go back. What's, what's the What's the youngest you can remember? What you were actually doing stuff. That you actually is, you know, I don't care how I would young. say like seven or eight. Okay, look, so make the mic just to the I down. would say like seven or eight. Okay, we go. Shout out to damn seven and eight. We're gonna do both of them. And then shout out to seven. Let's do seven. What grade we in? Because people second can't remember. You second, second grade? I don't remember what the hell grade it was. Second grade. Second grade. Okay, what mm-hmm. type of person was Leah? Talkative. Come on now. You were the like one, I'm you were the one getting everybody in damn trouble. Mostly just myself for talking a lot. So we're trying to take a nap. Were we taking naps in second grade? No, no, that was naps. no naps. Okay, then second grade. Okay, so it's so, like a lot of talking back to teachers, talking too much in class. Okay, and where were you? Where were you at at the time? I was what? in here in Houston. You was here in Houston. Oh, so you from Houston? I was born in Pittsburgh, but I was here in Houston. Okay, I mean, you did say Pittsburgh when we had a conversation on the phone. Okay, so you, that's Those right. Steelers. You did say you was in Pittsburgh, and then you came down here to Houston. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool, right there. So you second grade, just running that mouth, just being that one, but everybody liked you, right? Okay, so you were the popular person in 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 the class, maybe like high school. Oh, okay, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna skip that far yet. So we still working in second grade. Are we doing third grade? It's like about the same, Seven. but I was about the same person, okay. talkative, smart, nerdy. Okay, hey, shout out to damn nerd because I was nerd too. You know what I'm saying? I, I was cool with it though. <laughs> you cool with it too? That's I cool. Was. I know you have swag. I see your swag. Okay, <laughs> I see it. All right, so as you as you coming up, so we're gonna go ahead and move over to middle school time period. What type of person were you at that time? Mm, about the same, pretty talkative. I was athletic. I was in sports. Oh, here we go. Now we're getting somewhere because you, you now we're getting somewhere because when she got out of the van, I was looking like this right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I figured you had a little um, play something. What were you playing? AAU basketball. Okay, look at you on AAU crossovers. Was your crossover strong I then? Like, I was like a post. Okay, I was more like you know the little. Oh, you gotta get on that mic though. You gotta get on that mic. Oh man. my you, gosh! Okay, yeah. I'm horrible. Come on, okay, now. I know. It. You, you, and I move too much. And you be telling you be telling people what to do on the therapy thing. You gotta. I gotta. I gotta listen. Man, That's a part gotta, of communication. Oh, is listening. Y'all don't do that too much, do you? The therapist be talking to you. You know. Oh, I listen. It's. Oh, I ain't saying you don't. I'm, I'm just asking a question. Oh. Oh, you pointing, Monique? What you pointing for? Mm-hmm. Uh, more over there pointing. All right. So you play AAU in the post. Mm-hmm. Were you good? 
Average. Average. Okay, no problem like that. That's average. Okay, so when it's time to play school ball, you play school ball too? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, talk to me about that. It was fun being, you know, girls. Okay. fun. We be messy though. So, okay. but overall, school was cool. You play volleyball? Been, uh-uh. No? See, no. I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take it for volleyball. I hurdles, but I was slow. You were slow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a little too slow. And sometimes not coordinated, the hurdles. Like right. That wasn't your yeah, thing. it wasn't. Okay. I tried debate because you know again I still okay. Tell me about it. You debate, okay? I did that for a while. I was really good at that. Were you? Mm-hmm. For a while, I thought I went. To, I actually went to school to be a lawyer. I got a degree in criminal yeah. justice. What? Mm-hmm. What made you change your mind? Um, my last semester of school, I nah. volunteered at a domestic violence shelter nah. and like started doing like just different activities with them, like small makeovers, right. using like positive affirmations. And then I met this lady there and she was like, you know, you can get like paid to do this and be a counselor. Like Ooh. that was never talked about. Like growing up, I was like, what? Mm. I can get paid to talk to people. And then I was like, well, shoot, let me go ahead on back to school then. Yeah, damn, shout out to getting paid to talk to somebody. If somebody paid me to talk to somebody, I'd be talking to everybody. I hear. That's what I be doing. You know what I'm saying. Okay, so in high school, I don't want to go that far to college yet. You know what I'm saying. So we was in high school playing ball. Mm-hmm. You still was average. You wouldn't get no scholarships. No. You know what I'm saying. Okay, then, but you were like playing the, ball. For smarts, like well, schools, I'm talking yeah, about but, for the for the basketball uh, piece. Basketball, you know what I'm saying. No. But I know you, you said you was a nerd early, so <laughs> I already know you smart. I I got the smart thing. You know what I'm saying. So you smart. You come up to a high school. Um, you about to graduate, right? Mm-hmm. What mom? What mom and them say about what? They were just excited. I was graduating. Okay. Um, like I they want to keep school. you close to home or what? Is that what they want to do? They did. My parents wanted yeah, to Yeah, that's what we gotta got talk about mom and daddy. They What's mom and daddy's name anyway? Tina and Fred. Goddamn Tina and Fred. Shout out to y'all. Your daughter getting paid for talking to people <laughs> right now. She ain't calling y'all now for I'm no helping money. People. Now I realize it's more than just talking to people. I'm helping them through, get through life, be kind of a sounding board for them, being okay. that unbiased support. Some people have some people don't have any support, like their therapist is their only support. See, Lee, you trying to jump the Z on me already. The show gonna be over in 30 minutes. What you doing? What you doing right now? Okay, I, I, I don't even want to be you want if you want to be done with 30 minutes, it'll be done. No, with I'm 30. enjoying myself. I know you're going too far. Okay. You're going too fast. Let's, Let's go back to, to high school. Go back I, to I'm college. Try, I'm, I'm trying to get to college. I'm still getting there. Mom and daddy, Tina mm-hmm. and Fred. Shout out them. Shout out again. I said Tina and Fred. That's what we had before she was already graduating helping people. Here in, here in Houston already. You know what I'm saying? But that's the entrepreneur in here. And I understand. It's cool. So, um, did they have an input in where you went to school? Um, I would say they directly didn't, but then to an extent, yes, because I'm super close with both my parents. Okay. So, it's like I wanted to branch off, but then, like, if something went wrong, like, I know I'm a big crybaby, and uh, I don't want them, like, to be able to access me very quickly. So, okay. I felt like Sam Houston was a happy medium. Okay, Sam, shout out to that dude. Um, Dude on the side of the highway up 45. Don't act like you don't know the statue over there. Uh, yes, come on now. Sam. I thought the dude, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just see him on the highway. Would I go by you, big dude, standing up there on the right as I'm going north sometimes? You know true. what I'm saying? That's what, that's what he's doing out there. So, he went so, for Sam Houston. Did you like it? How was school? Talk to me about school. I enjoyed freshman school. year. We're going to freshman year because I know you'll be a graduate. Freshman, freshman <laughs> year was fun. Uh huh. I uh, got acclimated to just like not having my parents there and finding that healthy balance of keeping up with school, but then wanting to be very social. Uh-huh. Cause again, I still talk too much. Um, so just figuring out what that balance looked like. But then also my first year was pretty 
easy education wise because my parents told me I had to like keep a certain GPA in Ooh. order to get a car. And again, you can't be a busybody with no car. Uh, you so. can't. You know, so she had busybody on her mind already. Because like, I like to talk, I like to socialize, and right. if I want to go on campus and do stuff, or if I want to go to parties off campus, she said like, parties. You have to have a parties. Car. That's what she said. She like to shout out them down parties at Fort Sam. You know what I'm saying? Evidently, y'all partied on that campus. Look at you. We had a good time. Y'all had a good time. I and heard, learned a lot. I heard they party hard up there. That's what I, I mean, heard. There's now. nothing else to do. Yeah, it's a prison. Besides, not too I go far to school, road, so. the prison. <laughs> prison right down the road, so you don't want to do too much. Yeah, that's I'm like. That's why they're known for criminal justice. That's hey, why I went yeah, there. Like, criminal justice game they is strong. have a nice criminal justice program. Right. You can do internships at the jail. Like that's what they were known. Did you for. do those? Um, no. No. I ended up at the domestic violence show. Oh, okay, okay. So freshman year went on by. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You did. They look at you. And say, hey, you can play some basketball. No, you got them long legs. They didn't look at me and say that. And I wasn't really in the gym. Or oh, you weren't hanging around like that in the basketball. Okay, like I was hanging. Oh, you was hanging. Well, was let's talk about some of that right there. I was being so. I was joining organizations. Okay, let's let's talk about them damn organizations that you trying to be part of like that. Shit, you talking about? We getting down to the going to fall over here now. Like you know, black student alliance. Okay, talk to me like, about you know, okay. stuff like that. What made you get into those things? Um, because that's where all the black people are at. See, in Houston okay. didn't really have a lot of minorities there so okay. you know just seeing where the other minorities were and right connecting hanging okay. y'all have a good time partying too yes yeah, a nice healthy balance above and then shout out to the balance she's very careful in her conversation i, I can tell that too you know what i'm saying that's good though Leah. We, we, we ain't had them careful conversation now you know what i'm saying it ain't trying to make you say nothing anyway but you know i want you to just be relaxed you know what i'm saying you don't have to think about it too much you know what i'm saying it's like you're thinking about thinking about it too much I mean, you got me thinking way back to college. I, you know, I know. How, you know how long ago that was. We're talking almost ten to fifteen years I ago. Know. Like, and that's 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 good, and that's <laughs> like what we want. I know. That's good. That's good. That's what I'm trying. That's to, why I'm I trying. have to pause because I'm thinking because right. you're, you're asking me to to roll way mm-hmm. back in my Rolodex. Shout out to another drink, real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ever heard of Wink and Drink? Wink and Drink. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. You better hear it now. You better stop playing. Wink and drink what? A wink and drink what? A wink and drink what? Hit up G. It's five o'clock. It's time to leave. I dig into my pockets, pull out my car keys, grab my wallet, walk out the front door. Yeah. I like my phone, open the app store. Mm. I need a place to meet and think. Found a brand new app called Wink and Drink. Yeah. It's wink and drink. Hey! It's wink and drink. Come on! It's wink and drink. A brand new app where people meet. Come on! It's wink and drink. Hey! It's wink and drink. Oh, we gonna talk about you download the app. A brand new app where people meet. Stop firing their ass right now, because they don't think it's an app. I'm about to show them, though. Don't pull your phone out, Monique. Pull your phones out right now. Um, pull their phone out, Leah. Let's go. We're about to download. We're about wink to download drink. the Wink and Drink app. That's what we're about to do. Can you tell me how this app hey, works? Hey, let's go ahead. I'm, I'm tell you. I'm gonna go ahead and open it up. Okay. I'm loving this sound and, effect. And, I, and, and um, I want you to listen to these instructions one more time. And drink what? A wink and drink what? A wink and drink what? Hit up G. It's five o'clock. It's time to leave. I dig into my pockets, pull out my car keys. Grab my wallet, walk out the front door. 
unlock my phone, open the app store. Mm-hmm. I need a place to yep. meet and That's it. Found a brand new app called Wink and Drink. Yeah, what's good? Come on. It's Wink and Drink. Hey. It's Wink and Drink. Come on. It's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Would, Come on. We, we would meet on Wink It's Wink and Drink. There you go. That's hey. how you would meet. It's Wink and Drink. It's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Hey, they, they ain't ready for this right here. It says 17 and uh no, no, you gotta slide it. No, no, you gotta you can slide it to wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, you can slide it 17 on over to the whatever number you want to and slide it to the right. You can make the left and right limits as far as you want to make them. Okay. Come on, you know drink. You know, I'm telling you, wink and drink is the thing right there now. It's a social app. For real. It's not it's not like a, one of those type of apps. You know what I'm it's a very a social app. Right. It's not like that at all. It's it's one of those things where you can put in like you could have put in tequila. tequila and pineapple juice. And then, and then yeah. saying that, hey, I only want to, um, you know, say socialize. I'm, I'm here for socialization. Or, um, I'm here to network. I only want that's other it. tequila drinkers. And that's what it's gonna pretty much going to be like that. That's basically what you're saying. That's basically what you're saying. So that way you cut out all that crazy mess or you want to know where the best tequila places are. The link they're about to do, they're about to do a big launch in Miami next week on the 21st. Um, and so it's incorporated with restaurants. So that way you can um, order food through it. Um, you can buy people. You can right now. You can buy people drinks through it. You know what I'm saying so. The wink is just so you can you notice somebody. Say you're riding by. It's an area. You open up the app, and you're on the wink side, right? So you can see people. You be like, oh man, you might be just like, oh man, look at her. look at Monique over there. Okay, let me just throw a wink on. The thing will say, hey, G winked at you. It'll show me. And then you can look at my profile and see that, okay, I'm just here just for networking or I'm here for just socializing just for dinner. That's it. And I'm winking at you. That's what my profile will say because you build your DNA profile, right? And then you can say, okay, either yes or no. Now, if you say yes, right, all it, it sets up so you can text each other within hmm. the app. But you only have 25 texts that you can talk back and forth. After that, it pushes them out. You know what I'm saying? Or you say, hey, okay, we can meet. Shout out to this damn app. This is the best app since sliced bread. Listen. Wink and drink. Wink and drink. Okay? Don't act like you ain't gonna hear that jingle no more tonight. You're gonna you're gonna be out, you're gonna be singing it when you get back in the van tonight. I promise you. Interesting. I, prom- I know it's interesting. I've never seen a concept like I, that. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm trying to tell you the minds that came up with it, all females. Mm-hmm. It's their app. Females are pretty smart. Man, shout out to all of them. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Vanessa, Vanity, you know what I'm saying, Danny, you know what I'm saying, Thermalina, all of them. They're doing big things. Wink and drink. It's the brand new app where people meet. Come on. Hey. So, yes, one more year. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. So, freshman year was pretty good. Uh, you went back, reported back to your parents, saying, hey, you know what, school was great going back to Fort Sam or Sam Houston, you know, sophomore year. How was that? It was cool. Yeah, get up on that mic, Oh, yes. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Okay. School went by pretty fast for me because I okay. finished quickly because I went in with credit. So, okay. so you it finished was a lot of school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I did summer school. Like I never stopped and took um, a break. So you just stayed there? Basically, yes. So you just ready to go get out of school and just call it a day? Mm-hmm. But I still had fun in the process. I, I, I can tell because you ain't saying nothing about nothing fun. But you just, I can tell you I had fun. I went out. I met, well, give me some. I give me some. Cool did, did you study people. abroad anywhere? Did you go do that? No. Did you study abroad? 
Okay, so that would have been fun. I, I yeah. considered it, but that would have been more lively. No, I stayed pretty local. All right. I traveled a lot to different schools. I like that. I went to PV a lot, SFA. Mm-hmm. So I met like other people at different universities. So that was fun as, as well, like exploring other schools. Okay, that was great. Lamar was cool. Mm-hmm. So for me, like even now, I like to travel. So for me, it was more fun to just like, I went to LSU a lot to see some at feasts, to see other people. Okay. Yeah. So like I just, I, I just went to other schools and just experienced their homecoming. Their so you knew events. her from where? I met her through some mutual friends at LSU. Okay, so she was at LSU. At the mm-hmm. time? Okay. Yes. What were you doing there? I know you was in school, so I'm I was you say in school. getting the education. I know. <laughs> Shout out to people who won't be smart all the time. I, I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can be smart too, but I ain't gonna be smart. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to be the dumb one on the show. So I'll be. I'll remain the dumb one on the show. You know what I'm saying? I know. What? Well, my side job was pimping, but okay. All right. That was low key. Low key. They weren't giving no credits out with that one. Mm-mm. So, what were you doing at LSU? Like, what, outside of school? No, no. I'm saying, oh. like, what, what were you going to school for? I'm sorry. Sociology. I'll be more direct. I, I can be professional too. Okay. No, no. But no, I like to good. just you're joke. Good. Okay. Then. Like, major in sociology, <laughs> okay. uh, minor in psychology. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So, you, you met her, like, during your sophomore year, or at what point was that? Maybe like sophomore, junior year. Maybe like sophomore, junior. Okay, sophomore, junior. Okay, what made you click with her? Uh, like I said, we had mutual friends uh-huh. that we knew, and then just hanging and party. Okay, <laughs> party. <laughs> that party was strong. Party. Did you pay that much school? I enjoyed school, man. I enjoyed. Where'd you go to Central? School. You went to Central, right? Shout out, damn, nothing on Central. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> damn Eagles. Boy, them damn Eagles, boy. Them damn Eagles. Ooh. It's all good though. You go down there too. Yeah. Our central game was strong. See, that means you partied a lot too. No, no parties. None. Mm. I never party. It's hard for me to believe yeah, I'm the only man. partier. Here. Yeah, you would you would party, but you were doing you were yeah. doing advanced studies and you were studying like that. So you were doing good. That's uh we appreciate that. Yes. All right, so so um graduating, you, you already kind of told us that you were going to do one thing, but then you wound up talking to the lady and she mm-hmm. told you about the program. You said you you know you hadn't heard that before. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, it sparked your interest. Correct. And so you figured out what you needed to do. So tell me about that process and what you did. Well, actually, so I graduated still with a criminal justice degree. And okay. I wanted to be a juvenile probation officer. Uh, okay. Uh, but then at that time, again, I graduated so early. I was only 19. Right. So when I was applying for that, a lot of people were like, you can't supervise juvenile men because you're for still really? a juvenile. Get out of here. Yeah, they was hating. And so um, I took a year off and just kind of. Hung out, bartended, um, oh, just kind of got my money together. The bartending game. You know, it makes good money. I know. Listen, I want to be a bartender. <laughs> can you teach people to do that? To do that? Mm-hmm. You can? Mm-hmm. And they, can be, cert- and they can be certified? Oh, I can't certify you. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so it, okay, certified. so I thought you could teach people. I really, listen, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my bartender license. I think I do okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you seem very charismatic. You know, listen, I'll be in there. Like, listen, what are you going to drink? Don't even worry about it. <laughs> oh no, that you won't get far with that. No, I will. No, I'll make sure they pay. Well, just don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. What you want to drink? I'm gonna give what they want. I'm gonna give them a drink. Oh, they're gonna pay oh. for it. Trust me, I don't play. I'm a businessman. So we're gonna get the money. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like your partner over there. We're gonna get the money. You know, that's what we're yeah, gonna man. do. You know, 
Okay, so so you did some bartending stuff right there while you were kind of waiting then, to get yeah. to that point. And then nothing jumped off. So I was like, I might as well go back to school. Okay. So then I went back to school and just got my master's. Okay, and what? Uh, counseling education, uh, counseling with a education. specialty in marriage and family. Ah, okay. So you want to be kind of specific with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had some extra courses for that, so I might as well throw it on there. Don't throw them on there, on there. You know, shout out to throw some extra damn classes in there. <laughs> Sometimes we got some damn extras on there. You know what I'm saying? You know, extra three to six credits that make some things happen, right? Ooh, don't have a flashback right now, Monique. Don't do it. Don't do it. She having flashbacks. Don't do it. Okay, so you graduate. You got your grad degree at that mm-hmm. point right there. So now you're armed and dangerous. Wow armed and dangerous mm-hmm. so what we go do then uh well i was already doing an internship at the psychiatric hospital so i worked there behavior hospital of bel-air okay go ahead shout out to the man bougie ass um the hospital with the people over there they, they bougie got problems you know what i'm talking about that's good i worked there for a few years mm-hmm. but i knew my goal was to always work for myself and i had mm. always had my business on the side and and just had to take off yeah what business on the side my counseling business on the side, mm-hmm. while you were interning, no, while I was working at the hospital because I had a son, so I still had to work and have full income. Okay, hold up now, we gotta backtrack. I only know where the son came from now. <laughs> we can't just materialize the son. Everything, you know, we gotta meet some people to get get some kids out here on the books. Uh, let's go back to the bartending days. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm trying to get to the bar. I'm trying to get to the bartending. Shoot, show them making them them drinks over there. Met a guy. So you met a guy. You you were behind the bar. That's not really how we met. We met through a mutual friend. The mutual friend. Your, your whole crew mutual. Okay, that's cool. It really is. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, we met through a mutual friend. Uh-huh. Figured out we had a birthday in common. Like okay. our birthdays are close. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't nothing like rolling with somebody to get a close birthday. We vibed together for mm. four or five years Ooh. and then he had a son. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to call him him. Because you didn't say his name when you said anything. So he him. All right, so you had a beautiful son? Child, yes. His name is Czar. Czar. Shout out. Caesar? No. Is, is it spelled like that? No. Czar, C-Z-A-R, like a Russian king. Right, that's what I'm saying. I was, mm-hmm, but I was, not I was saying, I'm, I'm talking about spell like, I'm from North Carolina. I do apologize. Okay. <laughs> I'm not as educated as you are, okay? But I'm saying, the way I'm saying it is like, it's like C. Yeah, that's Czar. how it's spelled, yes. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. all I'm trying to say. Is she too educated? <laughs> Marrying my daughter. God, Black women up. You know we, we educated and loaded. Oh, Lord, have with mercy. attitude and brains. Oh, Lord. Cheers to that. <laughs> cheers to that right there, dude. That's what I'm sh- Shout out. To- I can cheers that, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, shout out to my daughter. She on, the, she on the scene watching. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her. You know what I'm saying? Daddy back in all time. You know what I'm saying? My daughter, she's Girl, out. She's out there. LA. Crazy. She know that. <laughs> she just is crazy. That's you my, got up on the mic close twin. for that one. That's my twin right there. How old is she? Twenty-four. Ah, oh, okay, okay. She's a nurse practitioner. She's out. In, she's out, out of her. LA. Shout out to her. She went Shout to uni- she went to Vanderbilt University for undergrad and grad school. Whoa. And you know, come on now, don't try to act like uh, don't try to act like I didn't just say that. I but, know. Yeah. We, we gonna push try again on the damn thing over here. You know. So, you know, we know about a couple of the smart girls every once in a while. Nice. Yeah. Highly yeah. educated. I don't know if it's highly, but she's educated. Like, y'all. Uh, she graduated. Highly educated. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think, you know, whatever school you go to, you're highly educated. It's just my thoughts. Doesn't matter what school it is. I think, you know, Some schools are a great. little more rigorous. Is it? You think that? Y'all think yes. that? 
For real. We we'll definitely agree. There's there's some schools that are a lot more. So you telling me No, that, I ain't telling you. I, I'm I'm asking the question. Uh, so so I'm, I'm not I'll never make a statement on anything. I mean, we could compare like are we saying like HCC and like Rice? I don't know. That's what I just said. See, I'll, Spellman I'm great and, like, at, I'm great at debates. I'm great at debates. You know why? I told you I was on the debate I don't team. Get huh? in a, I don't get in them. Oh. <laughs> That's I enjoy how good proving I am my debates. point. And, and it's hard to prove one to somebody like me. Shout, shout out, shout out to me because I know how to deal with these situations. Because I've been around women my whole life. I, you were raised by a single parent mama. Shout out to her, Cookie. I love you, Shout out to single mama. Let me tell you, don't play with that one right there, man. Don't play with Central people, my Johnson Smith lady. Don't right, play cookie. with her. Come on, Cookie, all day. Cookie don't play. She raised me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who we got to have? Let me see who we got right here. Tony. Y'all, see, y'all, y'all would see the remarks right now. What do you say? She's on duty, but off duty. Let your shoulders down and just whatever rules. Oh, yeah, yeah you can see. see yeah, comments. you can see it on there. Will it mess up the feed? Mm-mm. No. I normally would be up there. I don't know what's going on there? That's why. That's why I keep pushing the button so you can see it. Oh, the comments are active. I put it. In the Come on now, they, they they playing it right here. They, okay, they ain't playing okay, it right. Okay. You, thought, you thought it was a game over there? Hey y'all. Sure. You know, so far her path is orbiting the party in a circle of friends. Uh, Tony. Yeah. Oh, who's volume up? It's you. Shout out to her with the volume up over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Must be the damn tequila and pineapple that's doing the tour. <laughs> hey, this is this is gonna be cool right here. All the way cool, Monique. You know what I'm saying? I, I got all these counseling people in here. These um therapists in We're here. We're all here to help your mental you know health and be supportive and I of need you. It. Lord knows I need it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I might just be a damn therapist myself. Maybe. I don't know. But I'll be I play the dumb role today. Um so uh so when you um you had your counsel, you said you had counsel stuff on the side. You had Czar. Mm-hmm. Let me tell the name right. Oh, oh look at me. I, uh, from North Carolina, I said it right. Czar. Damn, that work is well. Um, so you had Czar. Mm-hmm. You doing your counsel business on the side. Correct. What was the name of it? Or what's the name of it? At the time, or was it a different name? It's the same name. Same name? Yes. It's the Liaison Counseling Services, ah. meaning my name, Leah, Leah? and mm-hmm. grind and do it for my son. Ooh. And also, a liaison is somebody who helps people to advocate for themselves. So, Liaison Counseling Services. That's what I'm talking about. And shout out for that name, the way she did that play with the words and, 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 and for her son, dedication and stuff like that, because she had a son. Shout out to that pineapple juice, too, because it's, it's going in over there. You know, I guess so. I appreciate you. It's pretty young. Would I, you I, like some I more ice it. with your pineapple? No, juice no, I got my well? my ice game strong right now. Oh, okay. You I know. may put a few in my, my ice game. All right. So you started your business. So what made you want to start the business? And what like what really gave you the entrepreneurial spirit? Or did you have that already? What was going I've on? I've actually always wanted to work for myself. Okay. Um, even going back to when I was working at the domestic violence shelter, like just the hours, seeing how replaceable right. people are. It's either like you work for the money or you mm-hmm. work for what you love and do, but you don't make a lot of money. Okay. And then I went to the psych hospital and see they make a lot of money. And then I figured out how to do like insurance and billing. Right. And then figured out that, hey, I could probably do this by myself. Ah. And then a lot of people being like, well, no, you don't have enough experience. And then it was like. Why don't you get sick of that? With people you. In, the, in the beginning, when people tell you that you don't have enough something. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, you I'll know, show you. I know. See, I'm one of them people. You can't tell me I ain't got enough of something. You can't tell me too much anyway. But uh, you definitely ain't going to tell me I ain't got enough so I can't do something. 
you know, I'm gonna have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna remedy it. I'm gonna remedy it though. That's the damn gone thing. Exactly. Okay. It so, kind of helps to motivate me. Yeah. So, what were some of the things you were seeing, kind of like in the domestic violence um, shelters and stuff like that, when you're talking to people? Um, it was only there for women and children. Okay. So a lot of women just dealing with like low self-esteem, mm-hmm. lack, lack of like family support, friendship support. So they fall into these unhealthy relationships and they right. feel alone. Sometimes they even as she might know, they reach into like substance abuse mm-hmm. as well. So it makes it harder for them. And then once you have a kid, I mean, you know, you're a parent, but being a single right. parent and then being in that abusive relationship where the male is the provider, okay. it makes it harder for somebody to leave. And then just a lot of times that people don't understand that sometimes the emotional impact of the words mm-hmm. plays a lot more than the physical. The bruises will heal. But if I'm hearing that I'm stupid every day or okay. that I'm worthless, I ain't going to never find no job. Don't nobody want me like I might begin to really believe that if that's mm-hmm. the only person I'm talking to or if that's all I'm hearing day to day. So it's right. hard to alleviate some of that emotional stuff versus, again, the bruises will heal. Right. So what are some of the, you know, even speaking of that right there. Right. So because of that. Um, what when when you have when you've seen women, you know, and children in that situation, um, they finally did get away. Did you probably did you talk to some? They probably eventually went back. Oh yeah, definitely. The cycle of violence on average, you're going to go back Mm -hmm. at least seven times. So, like statistics shows that, and that's again where you begin to lose more support. Because if I'm that auntie that came and saved you, but you keep going back, Mm -hmm. I ain't going no more. I'm that Uh, same friend that you calling, and we ready to go beat him down. And then mm -hmm. you go back. I don't want to talk to you about it. Don't call me the next time that you say you're going to leave. So you become more and more isolated. Uh, So each time that you go back it's harder and harder to leave because you don't have that support. You realize that most of the time they're very manipulative. So a lot of the times they become more dependent on them. Like, Oh baby, I love you so much. Forget that apartment. I just want to take care of you and come move in with me. Right. Now you don't got no outlet of nowhere to go. Mm. Like, you know, it, it, a lot of them, like they become more and more isolated. So it's almost like they create a haven for you. You know what I'm saying? So you can't escape because exactly. you have nothing. They took you away it's from all your support system. With domestic, even like I said, the physical, it sucks. But the big thing, it's a major, just a power and control thing. For the males, it's the, it's wanting that strength of power and like being demanding. So right. it's all about that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So because you know, you said generally, you know, saying statistics show that, what, seven times generally? Seven On times. average. Mm-hmm. So when you're dealing with an encounter with um some uh, a, a lady that may have gotten away, um, and they're in the shelter or whatever. Do you kind of explain that cycle to them, or like, like, what are some of the techniques you use to kind? Because you kind of know that they're probably going to go back. Like, you want to talk about that, but then for them, it's not that easy. Okay. If I don't have an ID, I've only left with the clothes mm, on my back. Like, okay. ma'am, right. I'm really not trying to hear about no no stuff you read out no textbook. Like. That sounds good to say, but I don't know where I'm going to catch my next meal. Right. This man might have put a tracking device mm. on on my phone or on a car. Like, I don't know if he's going to pop up. Like, I don't want right. to hear nothing that you done said in, that you done read in no textbook. Like, that's mm. not what they're trying to hear right then in that time. And also, oh, I got this screaming baby who I had no diapers for a name eight and three that like, okay. you know, a few hours. Like, I'm not. What, 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 what about a textbook? Like a cycle? Like, you're right. If you don't stop talking to me and help me make this baby cry, I, I'm going to go. You're right. right. I'm going to go back. So, like, am I trying to hear that? So, so what do you do? What are some of the techniques? 
you, you I meet mean, them, are there techniques or I mean, again, it's the, like kind of the whole thing about counseling. You meet okay. people where they're at. If mm -hmm. that's your immediate need, that's one thing about the shower. We come in, we have the kits all ready for them, like with hygiene stuff. Okay. If there is babies, there's a hygiene packet for that. You meet them where they're at. Some people want to ball and cry and talk about their experience. Some people right. actually I want to shut down and I don't want to talk at all. Well, you know what? I'm going to respect your space. You don't have to talk. Would you like something to eat? Like you mm -hmm. have to meet people where they're at. Even in individual counseling, right. it's like that. You have to meet people where their needs are in that moment. So it's really about identifying what they're needing at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and really trying to comfort that piece so you can even get to the point where maybe they can talk to you. Exactly. And that's okay. that building rapport. Because, okay, right. yeah, that lady was talking a lot, but, man, she did at least give me some food. She made sure I was straight. So mm -hmm. when I do have a power moment, I might look to her because, you know, she was cool whenever I first came in. Right. Okay. So, so now how does some of that, you being a counselor, how does some of that weigh on you? Just just personally, you know what I'm saying? Because you're doing um, it, this is every day. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I've only did that. And that was a while ago when I did this. Okay. I only did that for a certain amount of time because, again, that can weigh on you. Right. Even the fact that when I work at the psychiatric hospital, the mm -hmm. demand, the, the high clients, like dealing with people who have schizophrenia disorder, who they're really yelling right next to them. And, okay. like, I'm walking down the hallway, I'm trying to eat my lunch, and I'm hearing somebody having a, a call because they have to get a shot. So, like, right. that's another reason for me. It was, like, I knew that I wanted to go into private practice because I've enjoyed this experience. But uh -huh. the... The lifestyle that I want to live, it's not going to go with it. I want a healthy balance of work and fun. Because, you know, I said I like to party. She's she going to bring the party in there. Listen, Tony was waiting on Tony M was waiting on that because he knew. I think, you know, Tony, Tony you did a, a two-minute. You knew party was going to come back up somewhere in the, in the picture or whatever. But, it had, but, you know, I brought it up because it has to be a weight and has to be draining um, in, in a way. That Definitely. one, it can affect you in your just your personal with the internal, then it probably can affect, you know, people or counselors, you know what I'm saying, treatment of their kids or the mm. way they they put up, they have patience or not have patience with the kids. You mm. know what, I'm what about just in friendships with people? Does it, do you see some counselors maybe come short with some of their friends or, you know, they don't, they're impatient? I think I have a very healthy balance with okay. my friends. Um, uh -huh. I know the few friends that I do give advice or I do talk to, it's like they usually hit me with like, okay, I want to talk to my friend Leah. Okay, let's talk about like I need advice from counselor Leah. Like right. we we have those healthy boundaries of where they they ask me from what perspective uh, of they want French, you know, that and also the friends that I do have, we known each other for a very long time. So usually it's kind of a check-in before you dump, like, hey girl. How you been? Or, you know, I know you hit this going on. You still dealing with that. So it's usually a check in before like, a, oh, my God, let me tell you everything that's going on. Like, or right. let me tell you how I feel. Go ahead, I'm just trying to get this thing right right here. So y'all can see yourself. I can lightly see myself. What's that? It's like a better thing. When it's... So you can see, see yourself. Like magic. Yeah. I'm like weak. Okay, so how long? So you did it for how many years? As far as um, I worked at the domestic violence shelter for two. Okay. I worked at the psychiatric hospital for three. Okay. All right. So and and then after that, you just said, "Hey, we're going private practice." Um. Well, no, it didn't happen like that. Um, oh. the hospital. I kind of hit like a little boiling point there. Okay. Um. So I just kind of left, and then I went and worked for this nonprofit part time. What made the boiling point? 
I mean, again, working for a corporation where they they pay you because ultimately they're owned by all United Healthcare. Okay. They're all owned. And so basically it's you do numbers. Like I need y'all to have this many intakes by the mm. end of the night. Oh, this client, yes, they're neat, they're real crazy, but they ain't got no insurance. So you need to hurry up and make a treatment plan to kick them out. Actually, they ain't even really depressed, but they got great insurance. So find a way to drag out their insurance. Oh, and then if you're not doing that, then every morning meeting I'm coming and we're getting yelled at about why we're not hitting numbers. And hitting that, numbers, right? That can play on you mentally. But then also for me, I felt like I wasn't Helping. doing what I came to do. Like I want right. to actually help people. But it's like if they don't have insurance, it's like they need to go. So you sound like Kenzie. Kenzie's um, a speech pathologist. And um, she was just here um, a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so she kind of fell in that same situation. You know what I'm saying? Where we were talking about how it goes like over the insurance and looking for one place she thought would be better here. But. It just became the insurance game or the mm-hmm. money or even with um, the education system, independent school district, you know, just trying to keep those kids in the same program so they want to get checks for them, mm-hmm. you know, and so that made her go into her, her own practice. So I, I can And then when you find out like how much the, the hospitals make uh-huh. and bringing that home as an individual, it's, right. a, it's a big difference. The hospitals mm-hmm. can pay like... $40, an hour versus I could be making that. That's coming directly to me. And then y'all only want to pay me 20 an hour and talk to me bad. Like, Ooh. I'm good. For real? $20 an hour? Uh-uh. That ain't even a shout out. That's just, uh, that's highway robbery right there. And again, they're usually paying, like the insurance companies mm. are usually like compensating double. Right. Like, Mm-mm-mm. That's why I said once I figured out how to like, because they make us call and do the insurance verification and all that ourselves. But then when you start seeing how much they're getting back, it's like, what are we doing? What what, what, what am I doing here? I know what the, I see what y'all are doing, but well, I said that's why they say the insurance game is like it is, huh? Ooh. And then I think for us, a lot of minorities, I think we underestimate insurance because a lot of us have nine to fives and you're paying into these plans monthly, but you ain't even using half the benefits. A lot of y'all have mental health services. A lot of people don't know what they can use, though. Exactly. And that's why these these hospitals, they take advantage of you as soon as they see what they can use up. Actually, you should do the physical therapy. I see you have these sessions for free. Like they're going to run your insurance, up, but they're not going to be like, hey, by the way, did you know that you also can get mental health services for free? Like they don't help you access other benefits unless it comes for them to like run it up. Right. That's why if you go to the hospital, make sure you go in the morning. If you go in the evening, you go about five or six o'clock. They're not gonna really see you, see you until maybe ten, eleven, so they can run up the next business day after twelve. Shout out, that's the game. That's probably okay. true. I'm being the probably true. That's true. That's how. Yeah, that's how it works. Because they're shady. It's like a that. new business day. That's how they do. That is because shady like that. They're probably insurance check you only in pays a certain amount per day. They'll probably check you in at ten o'clock that night, and then bam, we got two. Get some IVs. Get some IVs. Don't if you this cold, set, give you this cold sandwich. We fed you now. too. Like, what? you know what I'm saying? Are we gonna run some more vitals? Facts. We're going to run some more of this Just right Just so here. we can have some numbers to fill Thank in for, for the insurance requirements. Got to. Got to. As long as we get the, that information we need to make our requirements, like, oh, we're good. Check. Crazy, huh? Insurance game. That's mm-hmm. where it is right there, man. You good over there? You doing already? For real? She like you, Sean, drink. Mm. I told y'all. Okay, yeah. You looking, you looking like you're feeling good over there. You know what I'm saying? That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. So now let's talk about a thing that I really want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Why is it, do you think, that a lot of people see counseling as an issue in certain communities? 
Like, um, I can mostly speak for our community. Okay, let's talk about it. I think the first thing, kind of like I touched on earlier, is like childhood. Like, what is that? Everybody knows the saying, like when we're at home, what happens in this house stays in this house. Don't be going telling my business. You know what I'm saying? And then also the limited resources. Well, actually, I think we out here, the black therapists, we're out here. I just don't know. I think people know how to access us. Like, I don't mm. want to go talk to a white therapist because I'm going to spend my time explaining to them. Like I had a client tell me something as simple as like, I was telling her something about my auntie who's not really my blood on. And we spent like 30 minutes of breaking down how that works. Like, it's just something like that people don't want to have to express. And right. then it's like also being vulnerable in general. Like whenever you're to the point of where you're sad and depressed, that usually has to do with like some deep, maybe childhood trauma, internal mm. issues, looking at my own personal flaws. So when I have to actually verbalize that, right. Verbalize it to a stranger and then be open to their, I hopefully constructive feedback. That's a lot of making myself like at risk. Mm. And we're not used to doing that on the daily. Like if I'm like, Hey, what's your biggest fear? It's going to be like something surface level, like right. roaches, not like, Oh my God, my biggest fear is like not being successful, letting my parents down or not being a great parent. Like nobody's going to like say some of those more vulnerable things. Agree. Put put a mic to you. Put a mic to you. Yeah, you done jumped in it now. You done jumped in it. I'm sorry. You jumped in it. So tell me, why do you agree? I know it's easy to say we agree, but why? Because you put put a little closer. There you go. Because you, when somebody say, "How are you doing today?" You know, I'm fine. It's like you're not about to be like, man. This dude didn't chase me back and now he got me feeling some type of way and now I got my head all over the place and I shouldn't even be feeling like this. Mm-hmm. But you ain't the person was just trying to do a little quick drive by, okay. <laughs> like, you know, mental check. But we really don't be mental checking. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't wanna be embarrassed. And I don't understand why, because we all have problems. Everybody, right? Like, I don't know why we be so scared to to feel not perfect you know we always feel like she said when your parents are talking about your family even though your mama just fussed at you if somebody say how Kirsten been doing oh she's been good you know you know she good at what she be doing so I feel like they're not gonna tell you no Kirsten just talk back to me you Uh know and just be putting the business out like that right so I think people just want to seem like nothing's wrong ah but we all hurting and it's just like when you let that out uh-huh. you feel better like i told my students that the other day i say how many of y'all embarrassed to cry mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. like raising their hand because mm-hmm. i talk about mental health in the classroom okay and everybody raised i mean a lot of people raise their hand but i said did it feel good though after you cried and let it out yeah it did but i don't know why like what why is it embarrassing for us to cry? I understand boys used to have that stigma of not crying, but why even a female? I was scared to cry in front of people. Okay, why were you scared to cry? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So I don't you, know. So I was embarrassed. Know? I mean, I'm, I was embarrassed by it, but I don't know what made me okay. feel embarrassed by it. Uh, so what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, like I said, initially, it's kind of difficult for people to be vulnerable. 
or to express mm -hmm. emotion. And again, it's unfortunate that everybody looks at crying uh -huh. as a weakness, even though some people cry whenever they're angry. Crying is such a, a great release. But as soon as somebody starts crying, even growing up, oh, you're such a crybaby. Why are you being a crybaby? Like, right. there's always been a stigma against it. It's never been looked like, whoa, you just had a cry. That was a great release. How does that feel? Like, it's always been like, oh, crybaby, or oh, you so emotional. Like, it's never like what's something positive that y'all can y'all name one positive thing that y'all heard about crying? No, I'm just coming up. No. So no. so why do I want to cry in front of people right. if I've never heard anything positive right. about it? So like, so but how do we get that down so people can it's people coming up now just like your students? I think it's even saying. bigger. Like, like, what grade? What, what grade? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Okay. So so what do we do because now even when you ask that question in your classroom, right? You know, saying they were in. The, the audience of their peers and their teacher. Okay. So now they may felt that they could do that because there to them, there was no authoritative person over them in a sense of like a parent. Now, could they express that same feeling at home? You, you know what I'm saying? You know, in front of their I mean, parent. it depends on their parents. Some parents right. aren't very emotional. Like, and some parents are like, mm -hmm. my mom will sit there and talk to me all day about like her feelings and stuff. My dad, right. like, let's fix it. Okay. Like, let's just not whine about it. Let's fix it. But again, that goes to speak for their generation. Right. Well, in, in most time, most of the times, most men are fixers anyway. You know what I'm saying? So Natural. there probably isn't that normal dynamic. It's like, okay, we got time to hear about this. Hey, let's go fix it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so there is that dynamic. So now just from a male perspective, right? So let's say if you have the the, the male dynamic and like you say, your father does say, fix it. Let's say if he raised me, right? And I come up in that area of, okay, hey, fix it, fix it, fix it then I probably wouldn't feel that I could cry in front of him. I'll probably feel like that if it was some sensitive part of me, you know what I'm saying, or a vulnerable state that I may be in, that I can't go to go run to mama. Why? Because I understand, okay, mom's a little more lenient in this right here. So I don't want dad to think I'm not a man. So once again. The, or why can't I not fix it? There you go. So this thing just continues to grow. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm asking the question, like, at what point, you know what I'm saying? Like, where does it start? You know what I'm saying? I think the first start is going to be communication. Okay. Normalize communicating our feelings. Like, normalizing communicating our feelings, even uh -huh. if that's in day-to-day -day stuff. Like, right. yes, maybe not unloading on that person who's asking you how is your day, but okay. if your spouse is asking you how your day is, or if a friend that you feel close with is asking you how your day is, like, mm -hmm. maybe being vulnerable with that, or even close friends whenever you've actually hurt my feelings, being vulnerable to say like, hey, you know, when you really when you didn't invite me to hang out with y'all, I really kind of felt left out versus like, well, I'm good. I mean, if that's how you want to move, that's cool. Like us communicating and verbalizing our feelings is not a norm anymore. So I think it's mm. going to be the basics of just starting to have conversations right. and people not minimizing other people's feelings. Like, Ooh, oh, well, you felt that way. You, you said, you said, you said like, a key thing right there. You said people not minimizing people's feelings. That is that is very key. Would you not agree, Monique? I, I can see your face when I can see your face when she said that. You know what I'm saying? Like that becomes the thing. I think you know what I'm saying. And I think there is probably a a, a different dynamic um, when it comes to men and women in the counseling arena. Arena. W would you say? I would definitely say so. Men look at things differently. They conceptualize things differently. Their right. communication styles right. are very different. Yes, a hundred percent. Do you, do you see sometimes? Um, um, so you, you say you deal with women, right? Mm -hmm, so, but I do have male clients. You do have male clients. So mm -hmm. how is that? You know what I'm saying? Just from a counselor standpoint, how, how is that when you deal with males as far as knowing kind of how males are 
I know for me, sometimes, especially the black males that I have right now, okay. um, a lot of them are dealing with meeting like what they think society norms or their mm. family norms are, or they're already successful. Like a lot of these black men that the African-American males that I see, they're all educated, right? but they're struggling. I have one, like they're struggling in different aspects. Like, yes, I'm in corporate America. However, I'm looking at Bob over here. He's 26 and he's almost a VP, but he ain't have the struggles that I did. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, so for them, just looking at the big picture of like, how many African-American males are actually having a higher degree than an undergrad degree than a bachelor's degree? Like you've already made it far above. So it's just like with the stigma of being that, but then also some of them even being supportive for their family, i.e. Right. if that be children, a mother or a sister back home, like things like that. OK, I see Marcus right there. He just put something in. There. He said, I taught my sons it was OK to cry. It's an energy release, you know. Um, so what's your thoughts about that? I, like I said, I think crying I think is a very healthy right. thing. Yes. And, and so, and, and that's like probably in movies now. Like I seen a recent movie. Uh -huh. It was a black male. I can't think of the movie. I keep trying to think about it. But anyways, he he had a crying moment. Like, mm. and it was surprising because I'm like, I never seen nobody like portray that in a movie. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. I feel like they're trying to introduce mental health into just like they're trying right. to introduce um homosexuality into like the big screens and the in the right. um you know in the TV or whatever. I feel like people are starting to use this platform right. to normalize things. And I when I seen that, I was so happy for some reason cuz I was mm -hmm. like it was a strong moment because he's a strong man in the movie he portrayed right. to be like a strong man. And he cried with no like, oh, I'm scared. I don't want nobody to see me. Right. You know, like um, it's my allergies. He really sat there and cried. And mm. I think it was oh, you know what it was? What's that movie um, with the spaceships, the black people, HBO? Lovecraft. Oh, or whatever it's called. I'm not oh, I'm Lovecraft. Okay. So he <laughs> cried a lot. So. Shout out to damn Lovecraft though. Yeah. I don't know who watching it, but somebody watching it over somebody, here. It's a, it's yeah, a popular show. It's, hey, it's a popular it. show. I might have to catch it. It's on I'm HBO Max. It's kind of like the Winky Drink app. You know what I'm saying? You ain't nobody uh, Winky Drink app to the day. You know what I'm saying? Listen, it's about to come. You know what I'm saying? It's about to come. You about to get it. You know you got to get it. They've been waiting on it. Oh, that Winky Drink. A wink drink. You say he's the party. A wink and drink. What? Hit him, G. It's five o'clock. It's time to leave. I dig into my pockets, pull out my car keys. Grab my wallet, walk out the front door. Front door. Unlock my phone, open the app store. Mm. I need a place to meet and think. Found a brand new app called Wink and Drink. Yeah. It's Wink and Drink. Hey. It's Wink and Drink. Yeah. Come on. It's Winkin' Drink, a brand new app where people meet. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's Winkin' Drink. Hey. Uh -huh, it's Winkin' Drink. Uh. It's Winkin' Drink, a brand new app where people meet. Shout out. She said she ain't drink. It wasn't drink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She told on that. She, she went to the Winkin' Drink app, hit, money hit. You, keep you know what I'm saying? That, 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 that Winkin' Drink. To peer pressure my friend nah, I'm not doing into winking and drinking. Hey, do me a favor. Pull that mic out for me. Out of that holder. I don't know what I'm saying. Pull it out of the holder. Yeah, okay. So just different times it passes to her. You know what I'm saying? Cause certain certain times. No, because I want to I want to ask you something, Monique. You in here? I want to ask you something. 
And we have, that's another mental health Shut professional that, that right. you know we can have another great insight there from. There you go. Even yeah. though we are mental health professionals, but like still, you know, being a social worker that's and a counselor right is still very different and different perspectives. So I think it'd be great to hear her perspective. Yeah. So Monique, hey, tell everybody who you are real quick. Okay, so my yeah. name is Monique Conway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look close. There I, you go. There my you voice go. Projects. I really. It wasn't projecting right then. Okay. <laughs> so yes, Monique Conway. Okay. I am a licensed clinical social worker, associate okay. and licensed clinical addiction uh -huh. specialist associate. Okay, and you just so, you just recently uh, moved to Houston, right? Recently moved to Houston. From the great state of where? North Carolina. Shout out to my damn state. Be Maryland. Okay, we talk about that later on. But she came from North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? All day. That's what she did. Eagle Pride. Eagle Pride. You know what I'm saying? She's going central. You know, she did damage up there. Durham caused all kind of problems around there. I did nothing. That's what she did. But it's all good. But yes, that is where I, and I did a lot of my mental health and, you know, all of that training in. North Carolina. That damn right. That's where the damn training come from. You better start acting like it wasn't in the damn uh, Chapel Hill during the area. Enough. You know what I'm saying? But you need to come out here. So you good now. Yeah. You know. So, we so believe in mental health out here. So, so you'll so, thrive. So now, so it's, do. It's, it's really from this standpoint here, right? Um, I asked the question, you know, okay, where do you think we need to, this thing needs to come in at, right? At what point do we start getting into people? Well, one of the places I think is like, platforms like this right like she just said tv right commercials normalizing it mm -hmm. right because one like i said before we had a conversation we had on the phone you know it's so many times that people think and i'll and I tell you men, men i know men from a general standpoint they have the hardest black men they have the hardest thought of counseling therapists anything and i promise you probably over 90 percent of them have some type of childhood trauma you know what I'm saying? Or some type of issue. I promise you. And, and, they, and they think they can fix it and they get older. It resurfaces on them, you know, because it never left. They just kind of pushed it away with everything. All the partying and fun they had, they pushed it away, right? But now um, somebody take a stance, right? Because you see these platforms, they talk about one thing, right? Oh, we're going to talk about business. Oh, we're going to talk about trucks. Oh, we're going to talk about uh, partying. Oh, we're going to talk about, you know what I'm saying, cars. But who is brave enough to be like you know what my platform could be everything but at the same time you know mine just happened to be business and mental and physical wellness that is my platform all things business because why like i said the physical aspect comes with it and the mental aspect comes with it i watch business owners every day i talk to business owners every day and man you talking about stress mm. not eating right entrepreneurship is a whole other beast of stress come on now it's a whole different lifestyle like you said it's like a sleep because if i'm not working if i'm not making the money like if i'm not grinding right ain't no money coming ain't no in. money coming like in it's a one-man show marketing accounting what? like everything right man show and so who do they talk to the the, the other entrepreneur who want to do the same thing <laughs> do you think they got a grab a, a grasp on it they really mm -hmm. don't either because they're not talking to anybody mm -hmm. why you know, so, but somebody has to do it. Somebody has to say, you know what, bump that. We're going to bring some people in. We're going to talk. We're going to normalize it. Or even it. normalizing it. Because right. again, like, 
why should I go? I mean, I'm I'm so busy already. Why mm-hmm. should I even go? Just like talk to somebody. And sometimes I think people underestimate the power of having an unbiased person right. giving you a different perspective. Like you and everybody around you has been stuck in that situation. Uh-huh. Has somebody removed to give a different perspective? Okay. It's not so much of therapy. I, I mean, you could speak for it as well. I'm never in a position where I'm telling my client what to do. Like, I'm not going to, no. don't, don't ask me what to do. Right. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, we can do some pros and cons. I'm going to mm. remind you of what you said your expectations were, the things uh. that you want to work towards. And then we could talk about, so you said you want to do this. So, you know, you said you want to lose weight, but you was eating them cookies. Right. Is that aligned with what, what you just you said? said. Right. So that's my job is just to hold you accountable for the things that you said. And then also give a different perspective. Mm. And people underestimate the value of true catharsis. Come on, projection. I know you're projecting, so, but you ain't projecting it. Okay, there I'm sorry. You go. See, it, was so, a, it was a learning curve for me too, sis. It, it's okay. It's okay. We're here now. <laughs> Boy, y'all, shout out to them. They're going to support each other. I don't give a damn what happened. Man, say something. Listen, they're going to comfort it and support each other. Not, and you got to love it. But, but they, people really underestimate how valuable being in a cathartic and healthy environment is. You ain't gonna use all them damn big ass words right here now. Everybody don't know them words now. You not coming to North Carolina from North Carolina with them words now. Everybody don't understand them. (laughs) See that that's that NC state. I know. That's what that is. And then we'll pack. But but the whole the whole premise behind catharsis, it's literally the therapeutic piece of just being able to talk out what it is that you're going through. Okay. People think that and we have been trained as a community that you deal with it. Right. You don't talk about it. Uh, you take it to your grave. Right. And if you now, can't ooh, figure it out on your own, then, then what? what's wrong with you? Then something's mm. wrong Why with you. Why you can't figure out your own mm, problem? Get on that mic. Like, get on that mic. Why can't we see? I'm so learning. <laughs> we, we, we back. We back. We back. I got a little comfortable for a second. Yeah, she did. Um, <laughs> shout out to in here. That's what they're going to do. It'll make you comfortable. You can't fight it. Uh-oh. You can't fight. Come here all tight. One minute. You know, you you get that like, shoulder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But no, again, it, why can't you fix your own problems? And 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 that is the thing. You you sit there and tell people that you have less value without mm. the ability to solve your own problems. And then when you look at men, you tell them, well, you only have value when you have the ability to solve someone else's problems. Problem, right. You can't solve your own, but I'm supposed mm. to come to you to expect you to solve mine. Right. So now we've put inside this complete element of that is completely unrealistic. It's unreliable. Right. So... How are we supposed to, as a community, do that? And a lot of, like you were saying, a lot of the men who are in therapy now, mm-hmm. they're not the men at ground zero. They're not the men who are continually perpetuating these stereotypes. The boots on the who, ground, guys. They're not. They're, the they're not the ones who are mm-hmm. saying no. You can't go to therapy. Right. Those men are very. They yeah. they know that. Unga bunga. Brad down the street mm-hmm. has been in therapy since he was twelve. Yeah, I already know. So we know, <laughs> you know we know, you know who the men in damn therapy. It's not them as much. It's you know the folks who don't have the access, especially right. like you were talking about with you know the the hospitals. So you're 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 absolutely right. It's it's trying, and I think reaching a lot of the men right. is going to. Now, how do we do that part right there? Conversation, some, some, somebody normalizing some of these I, I, conversations. I know, but who's going to have the conversation? Even among <laughs> men. <I'm> gonna, <laughs> even among <laughs> men. Like, when's the last time you done really checked in with your boys and been like, how you really doing, man? Like, how you feeling? I know, you know, with COVID, business been stressful. Like you right. said, you know, a lot of highly successful men. Uh-huh. And like you just said, highly successful people come with high stress. And when's they, the last time you gen- y'all genuinely just did that, a check-in? And that's what I'm saying. Unga bunga, Captain Caveman. That's what happens. 
And then how was the last time y'all been able to have that conversation? Not nobody be like, ah, dog, you weak or that's you tripping. And that's like, why I'm saying you just mad because Captain K, man, you're hitting my point. You understand these these individuals are high performing individuals, right? They're they're running around like Captain Caveman. So when you do come up to them, and be like, "Yo, you good, bro? Oh man, you know I'm good, man. You know how I do it. You know what I'm saying? You know what we do. That's the response. Why? Because as soon as they say, "Man, you know, uh, you know," they might have that one friend they can go talk to, but it's not like you can't go. To, you're not going to the crew and telling them, "Oh yeah, man," you're not doing that. But I also see we have a lot of men in here. Like, wow, I would love to hear some of the responses. Oh, we're going we to hear them. Hold of, the, of the men in here. We gonna, I mean, Tony, we're, we're ladies. Tony. We can only give such a, a perspective of why men don't share. I mean, us ladies, well, I, I would say I, well, we're, we're more but, open to telling our See, I'm our not friends. asking from you being a lady standpoint. I'm asking you from you being a professional standpoint. Oh. You, you, so that's the point I'm asking got from. You, got you, I, I, Trust me, I know plenty of women. I, 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 the women game. Shout out to the women I know. <laughs> <laughs> All of y'all. Hey, I know a lot of y'all. <laughs> No, and I'm not saying it in that manner. I'm we'll just saying. Home remedies for two weeks. We yeah, we're talking, talking about. Go to the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. well, what we're talking to say? If y'all got all the issues, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's my dog. Right it's there. the home remedies for me, Tony. You know, hey. Boys be on Pinterest, DY in it. Hey, oh, listen. <laughs> and and I, and Tony gonna talk. Tony gonna call in too. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that right now. So you tell, get tell ready Tony for it. To go ahead, get the old school talk boy, so that he can, you know, talk about his feelings and then just slide that to somebody. But again, <laughs> like as from a so, professional so point how, of view, so, I think it's just difficult. We've been trained like this, like mm-hmm, systematically. Right. Like this is like what we're trained to like mm-hmm. to do. It's a very unfortunate. Like it's not normal. However, if you go talk to like Billy. Or Bob, like, oh, well, you know, my mom's been seeing a therapist since I've all I've known. Or, you know, my parents told me I was having a hard time. Like, it, it's normal for them. Like, whenever our kids. Oh, shoot. My bad. <laughs> I'll be trying to I do mean, what like, I'm saying. So. And then so, you know, whenever they they tell their kids it's normal, our kids acting up. We're not trying to take them to no doctor. My, don't nobody need to get my kids no medication. Right. Like, we, we're not trained at any point mm. of, like, seeking medical or mental health attention. Like. Right. And then, unfortunate, another fact, a lot of my clients, like, whenever they are to the point where they're seeking them, well, I just ended up with you because, like, you're the only black therapist that was there. Mm. Like, I can't even find nobody who, like, looks like me. So it's a lot of obstacles that we have to face or, like, a lot of obstacles to even get to the point of wanting help. That's before you even say I need help. Then once you acknowledge it, it's like I'm Mm. still facing obstacles. Oh, it's how much or what or do my insurance cover or what does my insurance do? Like, you know. Marcus say so true. Men don't generally share the weaknesses or what could be perceived as weakness, and that's just a hundred percent fact. You know what I'm saying? Because the one thing men guard, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, no matter what, and that's with anybody, men or women, is um, not the insecurity. What's the word I'm looking for? Their vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Like vulnerabilities is something like we generally we want to take these to our grave. Why? Because we, if we give them to anybody, you feel what I'm saying? We honestly lose a portion of us. It's, it's one of those things that we feel. I'm telling you how men feel, just in general. You know what I'm saying? If we give a piece of our vulnerability to you, okay, Monique, if I say, hey, here's a piece of my vulnerability, I know you cannot safeguard or carry or handle the weight of my vulnerability, even if I tell you. But what I've done, I just took a big chunk of me out that I could never put back again. It's like me taking a body part off that I can't reattach and I give it to you. That's how strong we feel about our vulnerability. So now to not even give that to our spouses, our girlfriends, you know what I'm saying? To give it to another man, 
oh my gosh, like that is big. Mm-hmm. And so now when a guy goes to see a therapist, right? I'm I'm telling you, this is what happens a lot in a lot of cases. Okay, let me sit down here with this textbook stuff you about to try to hit me with. This is the guy now. Okay, yeah. How do you even know one if it's a, if it's a female? Okay, you ain't even a guy, so you know you're gonna understand. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting assessing whether you in a relationship or not. Where you don't understand men at all, or you even deal with men or like men. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you probably bias about when it comes to men. You only think from a woman's perspective anyway. Oh, you so pro woman that one you're not even gonna hear nothing I got to say. Okay, so now let me talk to the guy. Now you with a guy. Oh, you one of them weak jokers anyway. You know what I'm saying? You all kumbaya. This is what he's saying to the to the male counselor. Just like not kumbaya. He's a, this is what he's saying to the male counselor, right? Because think about it. They're, they're, they're tough as homeboy. You know what I'm saying? If it's one of those people that's boots on the ground, they're not even sharing their vulnerability with them. Well, yeah, go on, pass the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like Cassie. <laughs> DJ Kathy, you gotta understand too. Ain't mm-hmm. too many people promoting for guys or black guys to be therapists. Shout out to that right there. You 100 percent true. <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. they like you say would have to be a person that understands mm-hmm. and you know just um I don't know what word to say gentle so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you don't have many that everybody's supposed to be working construction or you know just right. these male gender roles or mm-hmm. whatever. Um but that's all I said. Okay, okay, no problem. No problem with that. Yeah, take that. Go ahead, take it. Cuz I feel you got something on that. I do think that. I think that a lot of times it is very difficult for men to do that. And okay. again, there's a lot of different obstacles that come along with that, mm-hmm. with being vulnerable, with actually letting my guard down, knowing who to let my guard down with as well. Okay. So I think for them, it, it's a, like you said, I think there's a lot more steps to it, especially with a therapist. Like an example, you said, I've had a client, a, a, a couple walk in and the man was very vocal. He was like, oh, she young and she ain't even married. What are we doing here? Like right. He openly said that to my face. But it's like, and I had to explain to him in the lobby, in front mm-hmm. of everybody, that it, it brings a different perspective. Like we said before, it's not that I know your life. I know your struggle. I'm not trying to by any means say that I know your life or I know your struggle. However, however, I'm trying to give you the tools to figure out how do you deal with that stress? How do you right. identify different boundaries? What is going to be your new priority so that you can make space and time for yourself? Because right. a lot of the times, especially with males, y'all moving and grouping so much. When's the last time y'all even had time to sit and like fig- identify your own emotions? emotions like if i'm going to work all day thinking up the next business move i'm home i'm trying to tend to my wife i'm trying to tend to my kids uh-huh. i'm trying to catch up on sports center like right. i'm trying to eat too like when's the last time you probably laid down and like mentally checked in with yourself like bro are you good like mm. even before you asked a friend like a lot of people even women we're so go 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 like we don't check in with ourselves until we're sick our body has already broken down. Right. Like we're, we're hitting like delirium because we're already not asleep. I mean, like we don't check in with ourselves like as a normal thing. And especially us as black people, um, kind of like Tony said, he don't address things. So things go wrong. I got a toothache. Then I'll go to the doctor. Right. I got a pain. Then I'll go to the doctor. Whereas like mental health or sometimes like you get a physical to check in mental health. Why not every time? Like, even if you just checking in with yourself, like monthly, like, how am I doing? Like right. we, we we done been through COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you've experienced other traumas like death, they killing black people for sport on TV. Like right. when's the last time like you've just like checked in with yourself? Mm-hmm. Hey, read that what Tony just wrote up there. It's like, have you ever seen a lion walk with a limp? 
That's true. It knows to show its weakness to the buzzards will be circling. So I can see how we keeping things to ourselves and work it out on our own. It's our nature. I would. I think that there's a big uh, difference between okay. nature versus nurture. And I think that as a black community, the nurture and the environment that we have been through mm-hmm. has trained us that way. I would not say that it's naturally nature. I do think there are some things that are nature, like men wanting to be protective and wanting to be strong. Right. But I think that it's more nurture because of the fact that, again, the things that black men have had to endure through like the last hundred years, uh-huh. like I think that that weighs more on how minority men handle themselves. Okay. Because again, some of these same trends, unfortunately, we don't see in our other racial or other counterparts. So mm. I don't think that it's nature. I think it's more of like nurture in our environment. Okay. Okay. What's your thoughts, Moni? Uh, so you put it, Mike, one one thousand percent agree on that nature versus versus nurture. What you're saying there. The other piece, and you kind of alluded to it as well. It's it's not so much the fact of having vulnerability because we know as humans, everyone has vulnerability. True. It's the shame that we attach to vulnerability Mm, and telling someone else that despite your own lived experience, despite Mm -hmm. me knowing that you have vulnerabilities, despite me knowing that you have trouble, that you have shame, there's no possible way you can understand my vulnerability or my shame or the things that have been attached to it. And then when you start to look at other cultures, they don't attach shame to vulnerability. Mm. They do you think do you think it's because there's a different walk? Definitely. No, it's a normal. It's a normal. There's the different walk. There's a different walk that our culture that we have. But there, there's a, there's a normalization to okay. mental health, and I recognize this when I worked. I've, I've worked in methadone clinics. Okay. So all of my folks have had, you know, severe opiate addiction. Ah. Uh-huh. There is a, there is severe normalization to mental health. Okay. When you look at white communities and communities of color across the board. Okay. So they they welcome it. Mm. It's it's that ability to put something to say, "Oh, okay, well I have a reason for why I'm like this as opposed to with black culture. Oh, well, it's my culture mm. to have to be this strong. It's my culture mm. to have to keep this to myself. It's my culture to recognize there's something wrong, but I can't talk about it." Right. So there and that's where that shame comes in because it's now all of a sudden if I talk about it, oh, you're different than the rest. Uh-huh. And so just like what you were saying, it's that that nurture piece, that that trained, I won't even say helplessness, but that trained piece of, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. There mm-hmm. can't be anything wrong with you because now you stand out from everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it makes you vulnerable. And can you get that back once you stand apart? You know what I'm saying? Once you're different than everybody else in that group, especially from being an African-American male, right? Can you get that back with that group? Do you do I'm not, Clinically, okay, clinically maybe. But do you really think in actuality you can get that back? Do you want it back? Well, if you, if Good you, question, because if you want to get something back, you got to be willing to put in the work to get it back. Right. But what I'm saying is this right here. So once it goes back to what Tony was saying, the lion, right? The limping lion. Okay. Once the other lions understand, I know he's talking from a buzzer perspective, but once he's around those other lions, right? If he goes around those other male lions and he's limping, right? And they know he's limping. They know this. 
when he comes back to the pack, they know he's weak at that point. They know it. So will he regain his place? Do you think in reality now? I not talking about clinically. Has, are we when we're saying the pack? We talking about your homies or your pack? The world. Well, right, because I'm about to say, if it's your homies, they should have your back and they should help well, build well, you up. That, so, I, it, I know what should. Or even if we talk, I, or even if we talk in the world, I'm gonna have a squad that's gonna hide me out and, and I, help me heal back, and then I'm coming back with a vengeance. So, but, right, but we, we're talking from a vulnerability standpoint, not from a a vulnerability. No, 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 no. Remember, no, remember, remember we, we're saying like we're not even talking to our homeboys about a vulnerability. But that's so one thing I want to. But let's talk about that. I think that a lot of people underestimate the fact that your vulnerability can turn into your strength. And we know once you learn. So that's what I'm saying. So when I'm talking about, it's not even like a homeboy standpoint. point. Like even if it's me as an individual, right. if I address some of those vulnerabilities and I heal from some of those, right. I can come back a bigger and a better and a stronger person because now my self doubt, that shame that was associated with it. I've let that go. So even if we're, I'm not talking about even from a vengeance point of view, when you right. when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and to properly heal, you come back even better. Like you said, if if I have this broke angle, but I keep trying to sit on it or I'm avoiding it, and I'm going to keep wobbling on it. Right. Versus if I, I lay down and be vulnerable and take that time to heal and address it and regroup, you can come back stronger and better. And see, I'm not that the dynamics of that. I'm not doubting. So I'm missing I'm the just, question. Oh, no. I, hear, I hear what you're saying. But the interesting piece is you and Tony are kind of overlooking one potential piece. The yeah. lion is not showing that limp or that weakness so that those in the pack have, you know, this entire, oh, well, now he's weak. He's not showing that so that other predators don't come in and try to take other things and try to overtake. Typically, when you have a lion, especially if he's that alpha male in that pack, the entire pack, regardless of what is going on around you, they are there to protect you. And they recognize that without you, nothing else goes. Well, those are the lionesses. See, what I'm talking about is a pack of lions, the male lions. I'm not talking so about males I'm right. not I'm not I'm not talking about the the male lion who protects the pride. All those are lionesses. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not talking about that perspective. You know what I'm saying? He he used the he used the analogy of the lions as far as you know what I'm saying to get you to stand the limpet in the buzzers. I took You're the, I took the that away. Want your spot. Right. All I'm saying is, this, no, it's not even about spot. I'm just saying as men, right? I'm just trying to tell y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm a dude, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And how dudes are. You know, we're, we don't tell, we don't really give our vulnerability away to other men, even in our group. We don't do that, is what I'm saying. But then I think your initial question was, how do we change that? And I'm asking that. And I think you know, that that's, so a, that's a great way of changing it by, right. I did, and again, this one, like, I, I know I'm the professional, but also I'm not a black male or a male. Right. It's going to be figuring out how can we break those stereotypes where you can be vulnerable mm -hmm. with your male friends. Like, I can't tell another male right. how to be vulnerable. I can't tell another True. male how to be receptive. So I think, again, the key thing is going to be communication. Like I said, for females, like, we can go to our friends and be vulnerable. True. So I can't understand, like, you know, I'm not saying like discounting it, but like it would take another male to educate me on how to tell another male, like how to be vulnerable. No, I, I mean, I, I can I tell them how to do it to their spouse, but like with your boys, like I, right. I can't really guide that. Well, I know that, but I was, I mean, there's no male professional in here. So I'm just, I'm just asking because you, because you talk to you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I can ask females anything, you know what I'm saying? You know, but, to have professionals, y'all are professionals. You know what I'm saying? So, and I like Ron Woodard's comment. Yeah, let's see what Ron's talking about. Ron going said, to see a therapist was the best thing I've could have done. It let me allows me to open and uh blah blah blah. It allows me to be open and share my feelings mm -hmm. until I was ready to go through how to go let go. I was how I was brought up. I couldn't truly 
except me. Okay, that's cool right there. And you know what, Rod? We're gonna, you know, when we get to that portion of the of the show, because we're gonna have people call in, because they do call in on the show. Okay. Don't act like we don't have no call ins on my show. This is what we do. This is interactive. I done told you you better go ahead and get your drink together because we're gonna have some questions up in here. They're gonna talk to everybody up in here. Hold on. We're gonna because I, I want to get some of these people's comments in right quick to make sure we don't we don't overrun anybody. I got three people on deck right here. Marcus here should pop up here in a second. Let's see what Marcus says. Marcus said it's also the fear of someone using your vulnerability against you. Okay. Definitely that. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that that is shame. You know what I'm saying? It, it's shame. It's just men. It just you know, I mean, I about to say everybody kind of deals with shame and like vulnerability, right? Okay, let's see what Don says. I think well, you gonna read it, Doc. <laughs> I think because as men, we are built to be the backbone, and we don't have, we don't want to show any vulnerabilities, and have our kids or our wife carry that burden and stress that comes with that. Why does it all? Why does it have to be a burden, especially for me? If as like if I'm your spouse, like I got your back, like you rocking, I'm rolling. Like if it's something you going through, we are gonna work through it together. Like, uh huh. And you need to be well in order to lead me. So it, of ooh, course I want you to be well. Say it again. Hold on now. What did you just part. say? I was saying as a woman, you won't be. Like, like they say, if you can't help yourself, how are you going to be able to help others? So if you don't uh, fix yourself up and you mentally not there right. to, if you're not there mentally, how are you going to protect me? How are you going to be able to have a sane mind to, to handle those leadership roles? So you do have to take care of yourself because somebody else asked like, who needs to see a therapist? Everybody, even Leah needs to see a therapist, and she's mm-hmm. a therapist. I think they need to see therapists more. Yeah. Than exactly, yeah. like everybody they, they need needs to someone to train. talk to. Like it's I a was form taught of that. Like, yes. You need that, and so I really think men mm-hmm. feel like. Dang, I lost my thought. It's all right. It's all right. Don't lose your thought. Come on, you got it. You got it. Oh, I was also when y'all was talking about um how to fix it. Okay. I mean, you know, it'll take a while. But it starts with you. So if it's right. you and your homeboys, sometimes all you gotta say is, Y'all man, I went try this therapist today. Like, you know, like all like somebody say, What you did today? Oh, I went to therapy. Maybe that's a lot for a man. You know what I'm saying? But then your homeboys might be like, Man, how like how was it? And they might it was cool, it wasn't that bad. And then somebody might else say, Oh, for real, I've been thinking about that. And then it opens up that conversation. Right. But who's to say that who's gonna be that person in the group to admit that they're mm. gonna to go to therapy there you go mm-hmm. who's gonna be the one to give up that vulnerability and say that they want but you can promote it by you being that first person you right. know because mm-hmm. like if it wasn't for leah then maybe i wouldn't have thought about going to therapy you know right. what i'm saying or like hey, hey don i'm about to hit you Keep okay talking. okay to- yeah so i just think that you be the influence to and make that change for you and the homies like right but it's gonna have oh. to start for you going okay that's cool hey don what's going on brother Hey, What's going on, boss? Hey, man. Hey. Hey, 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 give me some insight on this right here, and um, so you can kind of clarify what you're talking about here, if you don't mind. So, so what what I'm saying is, yes, I agree, a hundred percent. Like you're supposed to be able to carry your spouse. I mean, be able to talk to your spouse. But for me, I mean, I can. I've always been. I can handle it. But when does it come to a point that I I, I take everything to her? And then when does it become a point where it's too much for her? Maybe my vulnerabilities are a little bit too much. Baby, I'm stressing again today or I'm going through this today because 
you know, our spouse isn't built, isn't always built like we are. That's just what I think. And I think that I'm built to handle a lot. But when does that fine line, where's that fine line where me taking my vulnerability to her and my stress to her becomes too much for her where it starts to drag her down as well? You kind of get what I'm saying? Well, I know for I can only speak from my personal experience. Me and whoever my spouse is, we're going to be in line with God. So, yes, right. we're going to talk about our problems, but then we're going to also give it to him and we're going to let him go. And that's also awesome. even in counseling. I tell people to use your spirituality or use your coping skills. Like, and I know like a lot for men, like we can talk about it, but at some point we're going to be solution focused. Okay. Well, I know for right. me, I can only speak for myself. Yes, we can have the problems, but we're not going to talk about them every single day. It's going to be like more about how can we fix it? What are small steps that we can do to work towards it? How can we improve that? Even the same thing in therapy, setting small goals in order to make progress to address the situation. So what are you about to say, Monique? Because like Monique, you about to say something. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> Before she chokes herself with the cord. <laughs> but one one of the biggest things is we we typically underestimate our partners. And have you ever stopped to ask your partner, not assume, but stop to ask them, is this too much for you? Like, how do you feel about us having these conversations? Does this work for you? Or do you feel like I need to get somebody else? Like, should I, you know, really be talking to somebody else? Like, can you handle this? If you can't handle it, baby, I'll take it back. Mm. Right. And giving that opportunity for them to, ooh, I'm glad you asked. Or, <laughs> oh, no, I'm glad you talked. I'm glad you're telling me about it. I, I needed to know this is how you were feeling. But again, it's that assumption that it's a burden. It's the assumption that you can't handle the things that I'm going through, despite you're supposed to be walking beside me as we're going through this together despite these things that I'm feeling have an impact on you mm -hmm. and I'm trying to hide as if they have an impact on you, you don't allow that person insight into what you feel that they can deal with or are allowed to deal with in your marriage or in your partnership. Mm -hmm. That's unfair to them. That's not a partnership. You're now being a dictator in your relationship by well, saying, but you do you think it's been this. a dictator? Or you, you just want to shield. You want to I think it's assuming. But right. see, then again, that goes to another part. You said shielding, and I think I said, I'm asking a question. Okay, well, Do you think it, it's shielding? It could be, right? Because sometimes I think that again, men still want to be the provider. They still want to be. So again, that means you got to drop your vulnerability just a little bit more. Yeah. But it, I, I hear the shielding. <laughs> I hear the provider. Right. But when you leave me out because your mental health is still a part of you and it's still a part of our relationship. Mm -hmm. So when you with intention, leave me out of that portion and mm -hmm. say that you're leaving me out of it because I can't handle it. But then you also don't take the, take it upon yourself to handle it yourself. Yes. That is now a form of dictatorship where you're saying what the guidelines and what the rules are in this relationship when it comes to my own mental health. I can't say I, I can't say I agree with the dictatorship part. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I think it's just I a bad assumption. You know, what I'm, saying? You know I, it, I'm just saying I can't. You know which is fine. It's a you know, it's a guess on the mic though. That's a dictatorship. These are these are not my in rules this regard, to make. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's so the thing you pick up pick up your voice the right way. And so it's it's a it's a harsh word, but it's a harsh word with intention. Uh-huh. And it's one of those harsh words with intention to get your like, well, mm -hmm. not nah, because now at that point, 
you argue against the form, the word dictatorship to prove right. how badly you want the partnership. Right. I'd rather have that conversation all day and night than you proving, than you arguing about why I can't include them in this piece. So, so is it safe? Oh, oh I'm asking, is it, is it safe to say that men should give all the vulnerabilities to whoever? They're made. Oh, they're, I don't know about not, whoever, not whoever, but, but I'm saying, like, well, I'm just saying, like, either they're in a person in a relationship with. I mean, I feel like the people can, like men can confide in uh, siblings. They can mm -hmm. also defy, confide in family members. Like, right. I'm not saying like solely they're made. If they do have a male that they can be vulnerable right. with, like, I do know guys that are vulnerable with each other. Or they have their friends that they're close with. True. So again, it doesn't have to be everything, but somebody that you can confide in, and ideally. I'm assuming if you're making somebody your spouse or your companion, I would want them to be a support or I would feel as if that I could be vulnerable to like with them to some extent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump in real quick. So, so what I was saying, and this, I mean, I, I, I love the show at this point because I've never actually thought about, you know, going to a therapist, but my communication is open. And whenever, you know, you're vulnerable, I think you're, you're, you guys are absolutely correct. You have to find a solution and be solution-based. But me, knowing my spouse, and when I say maybe she's just not as strong as I am because that's the way that I was built, I feel like I'm connected to her. My energy, I feel her energy, and I know when things may be a little bit, okay, now that's too much. And I just find a solution and do it myself. Or maybe it is the fact that I need to see a therapist. But that was the only reason why I posed the question because <clears throat> I don't want to give her all my vulnerabilities and have it be too much. If I feel her energy and maybe she had a bad day, but if that's the only person that I truly confide in that I trust with all my vulnerabilities, then she's the one that I'm going to talk to. And I was just wondering if there was a fine line to maybe, okay, handle that on your own or just be an open book and give her everything that we face because entrepreneurship is hard. And you go through it. But I've learned along the way how to be solution-based and handle it myself. Yes, in the moment, I could give it all to her. But I, I find if I just sit down, meditate, reflect myself, and go about it the next day, I can, I, you know, I can maneuver through it. But in that moment that I feel something, if I was to give it to her all the time, then I would fear that she would, you know, because we are connected, she would be trying to find a solution as well. And that can be stressful. And, and, you know, I've never thought about a therapist, but hearing the show, I think it is self-care, you know, and I'm appreciative of you guys. I just wanted to open it up like that and just get your thoughts on that. I appreciate it. Hey, shout, shout out the, uh, the platforms. So now. I don't hit I, my goal for tonight. I just want to change somebody's perspective but, on therapy. But, but, I, I, I don't hit my goal hold, for tonight. Hold on, you act like you did this shit by yourself. Oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what you ain't gonna do. I told y'all. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm bad at that. So, no, what I'm saying is, when I asked the question, how do we change this, right? And I said, platforms. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. And this was a great platform Because, be you know, so many platforms are out here, right? They can talk about sports. They can talk about cars. They can talk about all this stuff like that. But who is talking about mental and physical wellness, right? And that's how we start to change. Because I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, to be down in the men's boots on the ground, you know, we, we, 
I, I got it from a clinical sense and stuff like that. What you're talking about is wonderful. Everything you're saying is wonderful. But the reality of it, you know what I'm saying, and the viewpoints and the way they see um, men who probably, um, you know, they could come at them in a certain way, like, yo, man, come on, you need to go over here, this counseling or whatever. They're not, they're not, they're not feeding off that. Not saying it's not hitting a spot now. It might be hitting a spot with them, and the person might, you know, inside, they're just like, okay, damn, maybe I do, but outwardly, they're not going to say anything. But I think in certain platforms, you know, if you can get people who believe in the people who probably have the platforms, you understand? Mm-hmm. And they're not directly pushing, but they're, they're opening and bringing people in to talk these things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, why do you think I didn't say, why do you think I'm like, nah, it's perfect. I want you to come here. You know what I'm saying? When she's on here, nah, it works out perfect. You know what I'm saying? Come on now, shout out to what I be doing. Y'all don't know what I be doing around here. Gone, gone. That little thing was just a little country because boy from North Carolina. You know what I mean? Because it changes perception. Like if you didn't have this platform to where we can sit and talk to these beautiful ladies about therapy, like we have our own perception of what therapy is because of what we've been taught. But to actually hear it, like, nah, it's a form of self care where you can kind of work out your issues. It, it it gives me a whole new perspective on what therapy actually is because of what I've been taught in the past. So mm. I appreciate the platform. Hey man, we appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate Thank you, sir. Princess Leia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. The, and the crew. You know what I'm saying? And the crew. And the crew doing it up and here. And pour some tequila for me one time. You know? <laughs> oh, they done poured it. You know what I'm it's been poured, Don. It's been poured. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, you know, shout out to all the pouring going on. You know, I'm over here my pineapple doing the strong. You know how I do it, Don. sipping and winking, winking and sipping. Why you even right. say that? Why did you even do that? You already know what's about to come. All right, Don, I'm going to hang up with you. I want you to hear this thing too loud on the phone. You know what I'm saying? All right, dude. All right. We can drink what? Oh, we can drink. Oh, we can drink what? Oh, we can drink what? Hell, see. It's five o'clock. It's time to leave. I dig into my pockets, pull out my car keys. Grab my wallet, walk out the front door. Unlock my phone, open the app store. Hey, I need a place to meet and think. Found a brand new app called Wink and Drink. Yeah! It's Wink and Drink. Hey! It's Wink and Drink. Come on! It's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Come on! It's Wink and Drink. Hey! It's Wink and Drink. It's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Shout out to damn Vanessa. Vanessa just said she's going to be in damn Houston for two weeks. Coming in on the 25th. You know what I'm saying? And she said we're going to be winking and drinking. You know what I'm saying? All right, wink and drink. You know what I'm saying? That's the CEO of the app right there. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. She's winking and drinking. Hey, Vanessa, girl. Vanessa be doing her thing. Hey, Princess Lee was trying to be all funny. Didn't want to download the app. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we got to download it, though. So she ain't I can co- find other tequila connoisseurs. You know what I'm saying? But isn't that like My tequila genius? sister. I love tequila. Isn't, isn't it's that my genius? favorite. You know what I'm saying? It's genius, right? Let me hit my, let me hit my boy Tony. Cause Tony got something. Uh, Tony got in. something to say. Tony got something to say. Tony, Tony bring the thing. Tony, the other a, country boy I have like a me. Question it's for Leah while yeah. while we're getting Tony. Okay, what's going on? What are your thoughts on someone having all of your vulnerabilities Ooh. and you being that person and the only person mm. that 
is that you're sharing with. I think that's unhealthy. Mm. Mm. Why is that? I think that because then all your decisions would be consumed by that one person's perspective. And again, that's the benefit of therapy, like having different perspectives to make rational <laughs> and logical decisions. Right. I don't think one person can solely do that for somebody. Mm. So, no, I'm an advocate of like having more than one. Support. Not giving them too much. huh? Mm-hmm. Put, put too much weight on them. Exactly. What's that would be heavy for that one person. I absolutely agree that it's unhealthy. That's why you people talk about having support circles mm-hmm. and having a support group. Mm-hmm. It is not my support being. Mm-hmm. It is not my support solely. Um, and that that's when it starts to become, oh, you're now reliant on this person and you now exactly. become dependent on not even so much their perspective, but just their ability to be there and to take in and take things off of you. That's when it can start to be a lot. And I think that's, I think that's kind of like what Don is talking about a little bit where it's just, well, if I'm putting everything on her, it can be very enmeshed. Yeah. Then she has hers and yours. And who does she unload on? Because now she's not going to feel like she's not feel like she can come back to you with nothing because you can't even have your own. And, and and the dynamic to say like you know women they want a man who can handle their own you know what I'm saying she even said it, hey I want you to be able to handle your stuff you know what I'm saying if we come mm-hmm. over here see but you you should also have the full expectation of me that I can handle my stuff and should and but it, you know but that's still and a lot to yeah, expect still a lot, in a room and I, and I say that in that in that same cultural aspect of right. It, right not not in that professional piece uh-huh. but in that cultural aspect of Yes, you human should be able to solve and and work on your stuff. And if you can't mm. have the ability to reach out to someone who can help right. you do so, Black Leah here. Mm, that's right. That damn, that's a damn drum roll. That's um, all you, yeah, you like, see, Leah. I, Leah went like that. You know what I'm saying? She's ready with that right there. Because that's who you reach out to. It will not be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help. That's right. Leah's going to help some people. You know what I'm saying? Leah's helping people. That's why she reached out. Because she believes in what she does. And that's what we need. We need people and I believe, to believe everybody needs to hear some of these conversations about mental health, how to access benefits, and the benefits of just right. participating in the services. Ooh, we. I know. Cut that back door open. Top of the day to you. Top of the day to you. What's going on in Big Tone? How are we doing? This, this is this is Tony M right here. Everybody give a shout out to my homeboy, Tony M. He's always here. Tony, Tony, we got some good conversation tonight, man. Tony M. Come on now. I'm still trying to trying to trying to toss uh, or, or um trying to juggle. Uh, I got to I got to be the provider and the protector of our house mm-hmm. all day. You left us. Hold on, Tony. We were interested to hear your perspective. Tony left. Vanessa said, Hey, hey, girl. Let us know when we're going to be winking and drinking. Don't mess with Vanessa on that wing and drink now. She's a pro. 
A wig and drink game strong. You know when you invent that, you know you, your game strong. Oh, then we need to be best friends. Have you need to. She's somebody you need to know. She's definitely somebody you yeah. want to know. I'll be here for twenty. Yeah, hello, hey, my T. I guess something happened over there, but we go. Go ahead, brother. What you what you juggling? Oh man, so so you know juggling. I, I got to be the protector of my castle, right? And and I don't know. I can't. I don't. I don't think I can show weakness amongst. You know, in front of my wife, even if the threat's exposed, you know what I mean? So, you know, I may not be feeling grace that day, but I still got to put that shield on, you know what I mean? Um, you don't think that there could be a balance between, like, taking care of yourself and still being a protector? Well, I, I do. I, I absolutely agree with you. So what does but that I, mean? But I, but I can't show that weakness in, in, the, in mm. the face of adversity. And see that, and I'm telling you, it might be that country boy stuff in us. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being for real because if we're bred a certain way, right? You know, it's hard. It, it's, it's hard. And that's why we have to look at people as individuals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, can't, we can't group people and say that all men should be this way, all women should be a certain way. Mm-hmm. When, when, I'm sure when y'all counsel somebody, it's on an individual basis, it's based off that person, right? Very true. So yes. everybody is built a totally Very different true. way. Mm-hmm. So from what I get from what Tony is saying, and I may not be right, but it's just we, and I'm gonna say we because I'm I'm probably saying with Tony. My thing is we're we're meant or, or bred to compartmentalize those things, yeah, and to make sure that no, I, I'm a provider, I'm mm-hmm. the security, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna make sure you know what I'm saying that I. If there's I, a problem. I'm going to fix it. Right. You know, or, yeah. You said, you said, you said your dad said, you said yourself, Leah, your dad's like, fix it, let's fix it. Exactly. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's always healthy. True. True. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even saying it's healthy, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm not either. I mean, so it's sort of like, even like I say, where I grew up at, uh, a therapist wasn't even. A little bit. I hear you saying that I don't want to be vulnerable. I want to be the shield and protect it, but I do realize that this is unhealthy. No, what I'm saying is I can't show vulnerability. You feel me? That That's what I'm Why? saying. Even if, because I wasn't raised that way. But if we want to break like generational curses and norms and be able to keep a healthy balance between like self-care and also being a protecting, doesn't that mean we have to do something different? That is if I recognize I have a problem. Do you feel as if not being able to be vulnerable is a problem? I never think about it. Well, now I pose the question to you. So what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm still not thinking about it. You know, uh, I, I'm not thinking of a time where I've been vulnerable and and really needed a shoulder to lean on. You, you feel me? Uh, I don't know. I could say that's just... So for me, it's like, how do or how would I know, coming from where I'm from, how would I know if I needed a shoulder, if I needed somebody to talk to? Are there some signs and symptoms that I'm going to have? Or Definitely. Uh, like if you're not sleeping very well, you're, your thought process, you're becoming more irritable, you're having a loss of appetite. Um, again, mostly if your thoughts become irrational. And irrational doesn't mean necessarily like, oh, my God, I want to drive off a cliff, but irrational, like I'm not meeting these needs or I'm not successful because of this. When in reality that you are accomplishing a lot of things. 
because a lot of the times that we're putting like societal norms or other things on the pressure of others because we want to be those protectors and be those shields. We're putting so much pressure on ourselves that sometimes it becomes overwhelming. And I think for a lot of African men, African-American men, y'all don't really sometimes at times know what overwhelming looks like because it's become such a norm for you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's probably what, what I'm, what I'm asking. I don't know what being overwhelmed looks like. I don't know what it feels like. I don't, I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I wouldn't know the sign of, Hey, Tony, you need to go maybe, you know, talk to somebody, you know, or that, that's, that's, that's where I'm hung up at on it. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I'm sure I could talk to my wife or talk to, you know, my folks or whatever, my homeboys or whatever, about whatever, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's something that could, would take me serious if I, if I felt like I needed something to, or, or, or to really actually talk about it. I needed some feedback on something, you know, but, but but for me, it's just identifying whether or not I got an issue. You know what? I, I think I think I can identify with it as well because it's it's almost like um, you know, kind of like when um, you know, we just grow up and it's like, hey man, that's just what men go through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it becomes that right there. Exactly. That's yeah. it. So we don't know. Um, like he's asking, okay, what he's really asking. I hear it in his voice. Okay, hey, what's the symptom? Like, you know what does saying? it look like? What does it, it look like? It's, you know what I'm saying? it's like small things like loss of sleep and a healthy uh, appetite. Right. Also, again, being aware of like your thought process. A lot of the times we begin, a lot of people begin feeling it more physically than they do like more emotionally. Like if you find like a lot of like weight, like you're feeling like a lot of back stress, a lot of body pains, I'm feeling nauseous because I'm anxious all the time. Like a lot of times it'll show in your physical health, some of those symptoms as well. Mm. So let me ask you just, let me ask you just T. Do you think, do you think that um, when it comes to vulnerabilities, right? um, Do you think from just from the men you grew up around or you're around, do you think that's something that's easily unloaded? No, you know. So, 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 just thinking about it now, right? Mm-hmm. The only time I seen my dad cry, like really tear up, right? Mm-hmm. Only a couple times I've actually seen him do it is is at the the funeral and at the death of of his mom, his dad, my grandparents, of course, on his side of the family. His 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 sister, his baby sister. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the only time I've ever actually seen my dad. You know, just bawling, crying. You feel me? Right. And and for me, it's like I remember them days where mom was like, "Tony, you okay? Tony, you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, mom, I'm fine. I'm I'm good." You know. Uh, and and they just keep she just keep asking, of course. Right. Uh, and since I added to go, hey, go check on you. Go check on you. Go check on your nephew. Go check on Tony. I'm like, mom, hey, I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. You know, mm. it's, it's it's the way I the way I come the, the way I dealt with it or still deal with death is right. You know, hey, nothing here lives forever. Right. You know, so I I just figured out at a young age, but I've never been that guy to 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 just like I said, I've just never been that guy yet in any way in life. You know, right. uh, I, I I've I think I've, I've I've been able to manage, you know, uh, things in life. Like I say, whether it be the death of loved ones or or whatever, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't feel like I'm holding anything inside. You, right. you feel me? That's what no, I'm saying. No, so I, what I are the what are the symptoms? You know, right. you know, and it, it's like it's like, and I, and I think you know, even if it comes to my uncles, my mm-hmm. uncles, and all my the peers, like as far as growing up, you know, where I grew up at, it, it's pretty much the same thing, man. I, I never seen. Like this song, I never seen a man die till I seen you know that man cry, you know. But I, I never seen my uncles and peers and dad or whatever. Never seen my grandpa shed a tear at all, and he was a military guy. So uh, some of those know, generational like, things that we underestimate play an impact on how we kind of live and express emotions. Because then for you, the question would be, how do I even know how to express emotions if I've never really even seen it growing up? Mm-hmm. Or do I even think that it's a norm if I want to express emotions? Because, again, all the men that I look up to, they didn't do that. So if I'm doing it, like, is there something wrong with me or should I do that? Or, again, how do I even slightly go about doing that? Mm. So, so and for me, so, like, let's say even at the, the same scenario, death of my grandparents or whatever, you know, I, I, all I can remember is me, you know, not really, you know, shedding a tear, this, that, whatever, not, but I was just processing it you know what i mean didn't have to talk to nobody about it didn't have to you know show something you know physically or outside or you know what i mean i just i just i'm just sitting there thinking about life and just processing things within my head and i'm gonna miss this i'm gonna miss that whatever whatever but uh, but you know when the sun came up the next day you know it was a new day you know right uh, i don't know that's that's about uh I don't know. I'm probably not making rhyme or reason, but you know, it's just, it's just, that's why I was asking what are the symptoms or, or, or you know, what's the telltale sign? I guess they're really, it, it changes from their person to person or whatever, but you know, so, uh, but it's like at the same time, you know, uh, when I was saying, you know, protecting provider or whatever, you know, we used to go hunting this, that, whatever, whatever, you know, and it, back there, you know, sometimes you go out there, you, if, if daddy killed it, you had to go into Brian Patch and get it. You know what I mean? So, you know, you didn't say, I'm scared to go in there. You know what I mean? It was just, right. it was just let me run in here and grab it by a leg or a tail or something and drag it out of here. Mm. You know what I mean? So, right. Uh, I don't know. It's just, Oh, man, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's um, not crazy, but uh, I, I, I get is that I, I'm trying to tell you, and I think it's because we do country boys, Tony. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's and, hard and for me to try to, to try to say what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, I, I, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm I hope I'm making clearly. sense. I hope I'm making sense. Like you know what I mean? So, so what are y'all guys interpreting? I know what he's saying. So I, I want to hear what I'm trying to explain. What what are y'all hearing? What I hear is you're you're trained the way you've been trained since you were a child condition and how right and mm-hmm. so you know we we use those words interchangeably that the way i was raised right. and the way i was trained raise up a child in the way they should go train up a child in the way they should go those mm-hmm. words are consistently used interchangeably well so, conditions is different right if we're conditioned so conditioned actually takes more of the society that you're in into perspective as opposed to only saying what this one particular person or mm-hmm. what your parents did with intention, mm-hmm. which you're conditioned to do has the capability to pull in outside factors, has the mm-hmm. capability to pull in. Okay. So this is what you were raised to do, but you were conditioned based on your environment to say this is, or is not acceptable. 
So if your parents were the only ones to say, we don't eat chicken on Thursdays, Mm -hmm. that was the way you were raised. Your conditioning is then going to say, well, what does everyone else around me think about that? What does society say is the norm? Am I outside of those normal constraints and am I conditioned that this is okay? Or am I now being in the condition that this is not okay? Right. And and, and I think even with that, it's probably going to go to the point of um, the institutionalized aspect of it. As far as, no, I'm saying collegiate. From, oh, from a no, collegiate, like that. You, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> of the understanding what conditions and, and what raised is. Like, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Because yes. mm-hmm. there's, a, I think there's a difference in thought processes based off of where we come from in our environment and what mm-hmm. we see as conditioning, what we see as raising. You, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, absolutely. So even when we're talking from that vernacular in the sense of saying, hey, now this is what that is. And now we're confused. We're like, huh? But that's not the way we take it and it's not the way you know what i'm saying right we feel. because it, it's not it's not the common way in which you're used right. to it being presented to you right which and I, I think that's that's sort of that that point and even what leah was saying where it's this is how you were trained to be but just because this was the training that we received right. and the conditioning that we received in our home it doesn't make it to where it's the most healthy environment mm-hmm. it doesn't make it to where you're a it's sustainable right and even even with what Tony is saying, sometimes everyone doesn't need that mental breakdown mm-hmm. in order to get to the point of saying, hey, I need to see someone. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that inconsistency in thought, because sometimes, like you said, a lot of folks, they'll get that, you know, physical piece with it where it's a, that. you'll you'll have it okay my I'm, I'm having headaches, I'm having nausea, things like that. Right. But some people is. I can't complete one thought mm. without another mm. one breaking in. That's I can't make a decision without automatically questioning it. Mm. So yeah. it's, it's little things like that. Sometimes it isn't, you know, I have a big mental breakdown or, you know, I just my day to day is deteriorating or right. my productiveness is deteriorating. And even just recognizing the value in what we were talking about, self-care having those conversations with a mental health professional before it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be well, like, because I think you have, a. it sounds as if you have a very healthy view on grief. Grief may not be your trigger. It could actually, it could absolutely be anxiety. Right. Around whether well, maybe, or not I can show maybe vulnerability. I've not, maybe I've not met my trigger yet or realized what my trigger might be. Mm. And I think it's just what you said. It's the realizing what it is. And you will probably find out your wife or your partner can probably tell you a lot faster what your trigger is Mm -hmm. than you can. Mm, Okay. 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 And that's always a fun conversation to have. (laughs) Well, yeah. Because she's going to ask me a few times. Hey, what's up? What's what's wrong? I'm like, damn, I'm fine. What's going on? Did I I gain two pounds or something? You know? (laughs) I look mad. I look stressed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, so, a, yeah. that's that's a dynamic. That's that's really, really is a dynamic, you know. And I and I guess we have to, you know, be willing to kind of like, you know, maybe even think about it when they're asking us, "Hey, you all right?" Instead yeah. of us yeah. being like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Maybe you know, we, it might be one of those moments. We're like, "Well, hold on. Let, me. let me actually put let me actually put some thought into that. Let me actually really right. check in with myself." Right. And that's, and that's what I do. I kind of, damn, did I do something different than I'm not used to? Uh, you know, but, you know. But an even simpler so I, version of that, 
Ask Am I her. really okay? <laughs> her, oh, you asked me three times this week. Did you know okay? there's something you different? Right. And it, it goes so much further than, you know, trying to take that internal inventory because now you're second, you, you're about to go through the rest of your day second guessing everything you're doing. Mm. Like, do I normally separate the cars like this or do I? Okay, <laughs> well, is this the wrong I don't assumption? Let, I don't let it. I don't let it leave that long. I tell you, you tell me what you see or, or not. I ain't gonna think right. about it for much longer. You know, it's just, it's just the way I am. You know what I mean? It's, or y'all I, go I, see Leah. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk. We could talk it through. We could talk it through. I can believe it. You know what I'm saying? For, for two hundred fifty no dollars an hour. <laughs> you know no doubt. I listen to everything you got to say. <laughs> oh, except insurance. Until it maxes out for the day. No, I'm joking. <laughs> shout, shout out that damn insurance maxing out. <laughs> I ain't did a shout out in a minute. You know what I'm saying? You know. Well, with outpatient mental health services, it's um very difficult to max out. So Ooh. you can still come holla at your girl. Come on now. Okay. All day. We all this- night. She's available for you. That's what I'm talking not about. Not all night. I'm a, I'm not a night out, but uh, all day, all morning, all oh, early afternoon. You do telehealth? In evenings, yes. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Shout Shout out to damn telehealth. You know what I'm saying? Especially with COVID. Shout out to telehealth. Yeah, listen, she'll talk to you in a minute. She'll roll over and, and, and you know, had a hair bun. Yeah, what's that? No, yeah. still in the dark. You know what I'm saying? Let me talk Eyes about this ring light real quick. You know, yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tony, you know I appreciate you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Thank, Thank you, Tony. Sure. Appreciate you, Tony. It's all love. Thanks for you. Good, you know, another great show. And uh, you know, to 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 the next one, but I'm still on here. Okay, I'm still watching. Yeah, yeah. We still got some conversation. I got a couple of meat and potato questions to ask. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. About this. <laughs> yeah. All right, T. I appreciate you, man. All right, Lena. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and that goes to the um, you know, people say, hey, um, I wish men would talk about this. Marcus says, um. Great topic. I wish men would talk about this more. Hey, hey Marcus, when we put the number up, I want you to call in because I want to ask you a couple of things, especially about some um, earlier comments you had because I want you to kind of express that a little bit so we can kind of get some feedback, if you don't mind, Leah. Oh, no problem. Oh, you okay? No, is it really? No, why would you say that? I don't that? know. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at you. That's why people bring their friends here because their friends get in here to drink all your stuff up. Then they want to take a nap over there. <laughs> Shout out to damn friends that come. <laughs> and, uh, they, 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 <laughs> y'all ain't gonna see who she is, so it don't even matter. You'll never know who she is. So that's the good thing about being on that side of the table. People would never see you. That's why you can kind of say what you want to say, and we can talk about you. And it's all good. <laughs> oh, that's cold. That's cold. That's like a damn wink drink moment right there. You know what I'm saying? Wink and drink. What? Wink and drink. What? Every time you hear that, she got the dreaded glass. <laughs> Yeah, it's time it o'clock. It's time to leave. I dig into my pockets, pull out my car key. Uh, grab my wallet, walk out the front door. So this is where you get Unlock my phone, like open the app store. Mm. You might, I need a place. You might tell me anything. Sign a brand new app called yeah. Wink and Drink. Yeah, where you come from now? It's Wink and Drink. Hey, it's Wink it's and wink. Drink. Oh, come on, <laughs> it's Wink you and Drink. Pay. A brand new Is this how app we get to the meet yeah. Come on. It's Wink and Drink. Hey. It's Wink and Drink. It's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Yeah, there you go. There you go. What's that? 
The camera's right there. How you on the camera? Yeah, you good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Hello. Damn, you messed my shout out up over there. Messing my drink over there. You don't mess the damn shout out up. You can't be messing. What I do? I'm Her. focused. She messed the shout out up. You know what I'm saying? She's over there winking and drinking. Oh, so what do you say? Oh no, I'm good. I got Sarah coming in. Ooh, Sarah is my favorite. Shout out. Listen, don't, don't don't act like we small over here. Don't act like we small. We're doing it big over here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Marcus said, even telling another man that not your child, that you, oh, that's not your child, that you live with them, we have to naturalize this. I'm confused on okay, the question. On. I don't get it. No, he, he meant to change the word. Hold on. Let me see. I was about to say, I'm confused. Love, not live. Yeah. Normalize. Okay. Even telling another man that's not your child, that you love him. We have to we normalize have to, that. With, with normalize, with me, okay. And you're right. Like expressing to your spouse, you love. You're them. right. You're right. You're expressing right. expressing to your you're best what? friend. Hey man, I tell I my friends you. I love them all the time. Oh, they're my do. dogs, but they don't. I love you. No, you know what? And I'm, I'm gonna tell you what's going on now. Uh, I'm on. Yeah, that man alert. I can tell you this. This, this is real talk. That is becoming. That's starting to be normalized now. Telling, I, I do you promise. tell your friends you yeah, love yeah, them? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, do. I do. I do. I got. I got one of my partners, uh, Renee. You know, up in Alaska right now. You know, um, I think I said it to him first or, or something, and he he says it too to people, whatever. But we said it one day. I love you. I love you. He said, "Man, it ain't nothing." I want you to know, G. I like, bro. Come on, man. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? No, See, that, man, that, I love that, you. But but no, but you know it's funny. We had that conversation, exchange. You know what I'm saying? And my my little bro Twan. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't get off FaceTime without telling each other we love each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell his mom I love him. You know what I'm saying? That That's how, you know, it, we, we cool like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let him know. I'm a, it's one of the things I just said last night. If he calls me, whatever minute he called me, if he called right now, I will answer the phone. Even with my show going on. Because, one, I love him, and I don't want nothing to happen to him. I want to make sure he's good. Life is too short the way you, you feel life what I'm saying? is going right and so now. we're going to always say we love each other before we get off the phone. Even if it's it's crazy, it could be it could hang up or something. The joker call back. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> I said I know, man, I love you." You know what I'm saying? And so, so Marcus, you are right. You know, and we have to normalize that. You know, and some of it comes with security, though. You know what I'm saying? Some I don't know some stigma that men can't say you love each other, or something like that. Again, it's the the, uh, the background. No, I only think no, I only think it's that. I only think it's that though. For real, you think so? I only think it's that. You know what I'm saying? Because one, I think now. I think it is. I think it's I, I think, think men. I think men nowadays they're more secure themselves than ever. Now, I think a lot of men more secure themselves than ever. I would beg to the differ. Men, no, no, I'm saying. Well, maybe the people I'm around, <laughs> and it's all about access too. It's about your circle and who you deal with, because you know who you're gonna deal with, who you're not gonna deal with. So you wind up mm. calculating based off the people you deal with, right? Okay, your crew consists of how many people? How many girls? Your crew. I ain't talking about the people you know. But your crew consists of how many people? Six, seven. Okay, six, seven. Now, out of them six, seven, uh, could you say oh, they're tight? They're all what? They, 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 they good with you. Yeah. Them your girls, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same thing. So with me saying the comment that I'm saying, like, you know, hey, I can say this right here. That's where it's coming. I was speaking from that. I can't speak from society now. 
can only speak from your circle. I can speak from my circle. That's all I can speak from. Mm-hmm. Or the people that I deal with. Because once again, we choose who has access to us. Facts. You choose who you're six or seven of y'all. You choose and you choose who has access to all of y'all. Facts. You know? And then you just see everybody else. And then you kind of like, nah, you know how y'all do. Yeah, we all went out, but girl, that young, that one you brought with her, mm-mm, I don't do her. Y'all know y'all will do it in a minute. I don't do that right there. Y'all say that. Right? Don't y'all? Pardon? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying. You just kind of you know whenever circle. you be mixing your crew of friends with other friends. Oh, yeah, but you know? I know how so, everybody's not mixed. Right. Yeah, you know so everybody's not going to meet everybody, probably. Right. Right. So so now, because you know some of your friends got some problems, they need to probably go talk to uh, Leah. Come on, let your girl. You know what I'm saying? Perhaps. They can talk about those those issues of underlying jealousy or why can't you just Ooh, coexist See, that's, that's an issue, too, now. That's, a, that's some baggage. Mm-hmm. That's some childhood drama or, or trauma. You're right. And that's why you need to come unpack it with me. Okay, let me ask y'all. Y'all three professionals. How do you deal with your friends? Did them take Lily uh no come in here with all that mess? You know, because you're a counselor. And you sitting there, you know, cover your girl. Well, they they asked me, like, do you want me like Leah the therapist? Or mm. but I'm also like, come on, guys, let's just have fun. No worries. Like, chill. Life's too short. Take a shot. Get over it. <laughs> Well, we know you're going to say porty. Yeah. <laughs> that's her. Porty pineapple <laughs> juice. That, that's no, it's a, that's really just like everything. life is too short. No, like not even that. Like right. let's communicate our feelings, but also too like if it's something minor, like, oh, she's getting on my nerves, like move past it. Or if right. it's something that she really did, don't fool with her no more. Like mm. we can coexist and still not be cool. Right. Okay. That's cool. But we still got to get through this dynamic of, of the stigma of counseling. There's a stigma there. Very true. The stigma has been around for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, sure, there may be a few people that break that stigma, but from a holistic standpoint, you have a son, mm-hmm. right? You have any kids? You have any kids? Okay, we got a niece, nephew. You got a nephew? No. Niece. Nephews? Huh? He's a, he's a nephew? He's a boy? Girl? Okay, all right. So, like, how do, how do you instill that in little man? I'm saying, is he gonna tell I, other men he love him? Is he gonna be secure enough? I'm really big on communication with him, so okay. that's something that we do advocate for. And I think it is starting within the home that breaks those generational curses. Like right. before you go to sleep, I love you. Like I'm an affectionate person, okay. so like it's inevitable that he he's gonna hear that. So like even right. like with him, he communicates his feelings like very well. Even if it's like I'm frustrated, like this mm-hmm. is annoying. I really like this. Thank you for this. Right. I dislike this. Like he's a very vocal child. So does he do it to he a, is um, me? Does he do it to a man as well, or just you? Um, I think it's also he's expressive with my father. He's expressive okay. with his father. Okay. His friends at school, like this is my good friend, or like mm-hmm. these are my top three friends. Like you right. know, it's a little like yeah, not right. But you know, he the people who he cut for, like that he's been to school with, and like his best friends, like. He's very vocal to the point where, like, teachers know, like, oh, well, you know, like, Zara and Jay or Zara and Ashton, you know, they're so close. Like, he's very verbal about, like, that situation. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm still trying to get past this this, this, this stigma thing. 
Because I want to. I mean, but I, I, think I, wanted, about, I, I think it goes to back get, to. I think it goes to back to like better. what B says. Like even like the sixth graders, like oh, me telling my homeboy I like him, or if I'm hugging my homeboy, oh, that's gay. Like right. it does start like that. Like is my son going around hugging his friends and stuff? Right. No, but like we we like each other. But like even small things. Um, my son sometimes will sleep in my room. Okay. If I ask him, well, when you're at your dad's house, do you sleep in the bed over there? No, he's a boy. Like why mm. would I sleep in the bed with a boy? Like right. It, it just goes to like that. Like he gives his dad like a hug and a kiss every now and then. But like, mm-hmm. it's not like me. I'm like, Oh my God, give me lots of kisses. Like, right. is he going to do that with his dad? Like not so much. It's like a, yeah. Love you, man. Like right. me. I'm like, Oh my God, let's play kissy monster. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's very different. Like, and, and it is, you know what I'm saying? I have the, uh, my son, um, Brian, a second. You know, my thing is, I I play with him. I'm like, come here, boy, give me a kiss. You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, boy, go on, dad, you know, or whatever. That's I always what just do that to him. Smart, but I bet you, you know, his mom was like, give me a kiss. It's not like a. Right. He'll just stand there and take it. You know what I'm saying? But as far as with, with me, you know, he's like, oh, but I just, I'm doing it just to play with him or whatever. Cause, but when I do give him a lot, I give him that love. Like, come here, boy. Oh, you know, I grew up. Come on, come here, boy. <laughs> you know, so, he, so just so he understand, I always did it since he was a little boy. You know, but but I think it's just one of those things that men we do give our sons to make sure that one, um, we know the world they have to go out in. That we know, you know what I'm saying. We it's a, it's a rough world mm-hmm. for them. Period. You know what I'm saying. And they're gonna be judged in a, in a bunch of different ways, um, by society in itself. But we know we ourselves as as males we can be very hard on another male. Mm-hmm. Very hard on another male, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's that's just kind of rough, and it's just a path they have to go through, unfortunately. I think them sixth f- graders, that's what we start with. Right. I feel like <laughs> that's again, when they, that's when they about to be bad. They are, <laughs> but like when you go home, you know, and you're talking to your child, if you're a man to a boy, you know. Uh-huh. And stop saying how was school today, and then they say fine. Like no, nah, like have mm-hmm. have conversations because the more they're open to talk with you on just surface surface levels, it might help them reach deeper. Because once you ask somebody how their day was or what did you do today, they're gonna hit a point where you're gonna see their emotions change. Right. Like maybe something happened at lunch, then mm-hmm. you come in and say, well, "What happened? Tell me." Like right. that doesn't mean I have to be like, "Oh, what happened." Having conversation and talking to them, and for me, what I learned, kids know way more than we we um, think they do. True. So for me, what helps me help them be open is I am transparent with them. Okay. How I'm talking to you right now is how I talk to them. Right. I don't baby them. I don't. I don't cater to them in that manner. I I we rationalize things like adults. I guess you would say. So when you put them on that level, they're more open right. to talk to you because why would I want to talk to you about my problems if you think I'm a baby? Like if you're always babying me, you uh-huh. know, like what's wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to want to come to you with their problems, which are actually like, like higher level problems than we know. Kids in sixth grade are dealing with sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I didn't think that because I'm thinking they're sixth grades. But when you're in the trenches, you see that they know a lot that adults know. They know about depression. They know their mom and daddy beefing in the house, even though Mm. they don't say they beefing. They know they hear those conversations and they we think that they're not listening or we think they too young to understand. But from my experience, they know a lot. So I feel like as a man to boy. 
it starts with communication, just opening that up to them. And you don't have to be softer. You don't have to be vulnerable yourself. But right. once they tell you what they're going through, you're going to be able to relate to it as a parent because we didn't all went through what they didn't went through. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, for real? It's a lesson learned. Right. Y'all didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And now that opens him up to come talk to you again. Right. So it doesn't have to be sit on a couch kind of thing. Just okay. when you ask them how their day was, no, come here, come here, let's talk. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. don't just let them say it was fine. Right. Like, really hear them out. It might not have to be every day, but that's why I think dinner was so important for families back in the day because we yeah, sat damn, at shout the table. Out that damn dinner now. Yeah, I'm shout mean, out I'm, to Torchy. You know what I'm saying? Nah, no, but, no, for real. No, for real. Oh, no. That was a great that was that was a that's great a moment because that's when families really could connect and yeah. have those conversations. And that's why I feel like, you know. For me, when I become a parent, put the phone down. Like we gonna, it's no, we got thirty minutes we can right. be without our phone today. Right. Let's really in, but who has time? Because mama might be working, and she mm. told you to to fix something for you and your little brother, and you don't have nobody to talk to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why parents need to be more involved. And I'm only, I know I'm not a parent, right. but what I see how it affects a child. Mm -hmm. from their parents not being there right it plays a part even if they're like not misbehaving so much that i gotta call you uh -huh. it, it shows in their personalities and but parents don't don't think about it because the kids just say i'm doing fine right mm -hmm. okay oh girl that's what, that's what two of them things do she started dropping them gems that's what i'm talking about listen she i need dropping keep them teacher you with gems. a whole 1900s to 18 of them you know what I'm saying? Cause shoot, I like that right there. She's active. I know kids, and, and that's good. That's, that's it. Seem that's like my. You seem like you got a passion with them kids too. I when it comes do. toward, it's like a passion. Yeah, she because... actually has a nonprofit organization. Do you? Yeah. Talk to me about that nonprofit real quick. Don't not real quick, but talk to me about it. It is about everybody in here. It's about the kids. Well, it says it, my um organization is Way, and it stands mm. for Why Are You Here? And it's just a mm. a, a conversation started to. And also a reminder to you right. to think about, okay, what is my purpose? I'm getting caught up in all of this right here, but yeah. why am I really here? And I think that it helps you align back with um, what you need to focus on your goals. And right. once you're focused on your goals and aligned, you're not distracted by baby mama drama, if you have it. Are you not distracted by your job stress? Are you not distracted by those barriers, so to speak, because you are on a mission? And so we want to help the youth start finding their way, right. you know, help them start thinking about what do I even want to do? What am I good at? And how do I want to help the world? So to speak and helping the world can mean helping your community, helping a certain target audience. Like for me, I want to help kids. Like right. wh what are you good at and what you want to do? So our organization is here to pave the way for the students to start thinking about their purpose instead of just thinking, Oh, I got to go to college. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, college might be for some people, but college is not for everyone. So mm -hmm. what else is available for you? Do you even know other jobs that are out there um, versus like the traditional jobs that are out there? Right. And so I think people, that's why they're so unhappy as adults now, because they haven't found their passion. They haven't found their purpose right. and they just went into a traditional role or a traditional job. And I just uh -huh. feel like, you know, the whole quote of, if you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. And a lot of our stress comes from work. Mm -hmm. So why not set these students up to avoid what we're dealing with? If you're thinking about your purpose at 18, you know, and you might not find your purpose at 18, but if you're starting to think about your purpose at 18, right. imagine where you'll be 
like at 33 like me okay you know what i say so we just trying to take students further with a mission of learning who they are and why you have been placed here shout out to the damn nonprofit you got going on girl and all that Wait, damn passion, all that passion you got over there girl shit, your passion game stats just went up over here you know what I'm saying? <laughs> girl yeah no i try damn passion stats out here hold on we got we got marcus want me to hit him up let me hit marcus up real quick because marcus uh you know we're gonna talk about a few things marcus Mm-hmm. Is this is this interesting, Monique? For your first week, we're getting ready second. to see lots of different perspectives. So, what are you going to be doing here, Monique? So, I got to get on the mic. Yeah, get on the mic so she can see what's going on. That's right, we're getting Just you on the mic. To avoid this mic again. Uh, right now, I am doing EAP counseling while yeah, it, get, get a little more on the thing. Um, doing uh, EAP counseling while. Oh, it's okay. Bartender, get it together. I know. She was a bartender, too. That's what she said. Um, but, yeah, I have a couple of businesses that I'm waiting and kind of, you know, putting in the works. So, once those are, you know, fully flushed out, I will mm. be, you know, announcing that because I'm sure I'm going to get put on the spot to talk about it. EAPers are where they at, especially a lot of us people, our minority people don't understand that EAP equals free counseling. Amen. Those mm. like, And they also give, like, free legal assistance, help with, like, figuring out your finances. I feel like a lot of people underestimate. For those of you who don't know, EAP stands for Employee Assistance Program, and many employers have it. Just ask anybody in your human resources department. Especially those of you who are in corporate America, you severely underutilize your benefits. Exactly. Mm. Like you said, six free sessions, and a lot of the time it's like per year, per problem. So like I could be depressed, family stress, divorce, and what is that, 18 free sessions. Mm. And then we have the folks who are your, on your end who don't recognize the value of being linked with the EAP program. Oh, girl, I'm with all we the got, EAPs here. Yes, all of it. them in Houston. All of them. Because I tell, and I think we'll have to talk. I'm going to have to get you on my, my folks are out of Canada, but they're all over the U.S. Definitely. I'm always down. Yes. I'm, I'm always let's, down let's to spread the word coin. about mental health. Mm-hmm. Always down. Health is wealth. I'm down too. And mental health. I'm down with the mental health. I'm in the mental health streets. I don't know what this damn phone is. I love this painting right here. I would just like for everybody to take a moment to acknowledge all the com- the comedic greats in that picture. Like, I'm going to have to take a picture and I need it duplicated. You know what? I, I'll get you one. Like there, that like there's so much greatness in that one picture, and the fact that it's in the barber shop makes it so much more classic. And indeed, in love with it. That's deep. But anyways, ah oh, yes, girl. No. Robin Williams. I mean Robin uh, Gibbons. No. Not Gibbons. I know. I'm the woman, the girl. I know. Listen, we know what the council be doing in the past time. If <laughs> y'all ever heard about these councils, I'm going to tell you about all these councils now. Listen. <laughs> Counselors night out. Listen. Do as I say, not as I do. Hello. Uh, <laughs> in moderation, then self care. 
And we have a designated driver. That's right. That's, and and this is so everybody understand. This is the reason why part of the experience is being picked up and taken home. Because one, I want people to be relaxed. And it what it does, it mimics going out a night on the town. You know what I'm saying? That's what this mimics. And so you want people to be relaxed and um give some good information. And uh, I think that's what's going on right now, especially with this topic. Leah, I have a question for you. Yes. I, I, I think I'm something ready. going on with YouTube right now. So how have you seen um, okay. the need for mental health increase since COVID? Oh, my God. I feel like it's taken off. People getting stuck in the house, not being having to deal with their own problems, their own emotions. Like, it has skyrocketed. Um, couples having issues. Like, business is thriving right now when it comes to in regards to mental health even if people like haven't like directly had an issue for the fact of like hey i'm in the house and there's a lot of things that i know that i've been needing Hello? to deal with now i have the time or the resources to be right. able to do it oh, stop talking pause out for one second now. okay hey we got marcus on the line yeah what's going on marcus how you doing man oh uh, nothing much just studying a little bit and listening to the conversation okay man yeah so um i want to give you a call and um it's kind of you, you had some nice comments in there. I wanted to see if you wanted to kind of elaborate on them so we can get your full thought on them if it was possible. Well, you know, I, I agree with almost everything everybody's saying. So as men, you know, we we have this machismo about it. And, and I agree with you and your, your, your buddy when you were talking about, you know, the country boys. I mean, y- y'all built a little different. I give it up for most part. Y'all built a little different. So, you know, you raised differently than, you know, city boys, uh, as, as we used to say. So, right, right. But we, we got to, like, so I look at me and how I was raised, single-parent household, and I think I heard you say that. Yes, sir. And it was just my mom. You know, you know, guys came and went, not not to say she was loose or anything like that, but, right. you know, she'd have a boyfriend here and there. And But for me, it was no dominant male figure, like, in the house. So when I had my boys, it was like, okay, I'm going to teach them that, you know, you can be vulnerable to an extent, but it's kind of like what Leah said, at some point, we got to focus on well, what we're going to do about this because as men, we should be solution-based driven. And you know, I try to make sure that I'm I'm focusing on that all the time. Like, well, okay, I feel down today, but how am I going to get out of it? What am I going to do to change this? I would. No, I see you. I, I see that. What's that? I just feel like people don't allow themselves to have mental issues it's almost like that mean i gotta be in a straight jacket something wrong with all of us again going back to saying everybody needs counseling and it doesn't mean something wrong with you let me backtrack it means you have a problem and like they say most of the time you're trying to solve the problem so i think once we start admitting to ourselves okay it's a problem because we be so busy and caught up in our day-to-day. Again, we don't recognize when we need that help. We don't recognize it's stress until our back, hurt, our neck hurt and all. You know, it's like you breaking out or, you know what I'm saying, Not your body starting to slow down because you didn't sit there and allow yourself to feel. Like, we don't allow ourselves to cry. We don't allow ourselves to get sad. We don't allow ourselves to get angry because if we get angry, all of a sudden everybody's like, like we look like the enemy. We, you can be angry, like you can be angry, you can be sad, just like you can be happy. In like, dwell in those emotions and deal with them, and then come back and say, okay, now what I'm gonna do about it? 
Because a lot of times people be so solution focused that they don't actually deal with it. Like, you know, I don't know. I get what I'm like saying. process through the emotions. Yeah, like, like you put a Band-Aid on it sometimes versus like digging into why do I feel this way? What's causing these emotions? What's triggering me to kind of have these feelings? Is it from like childhood drama or different experiences that I've had or different interactions with people and how it's impacted my reaction to people like am i more defensive am i more guarded based mm-hmm. on those past experiences so mark let me ask you this right you say you have a son yeah i have two you have two okay what are the age you don't mind me asking 21 and 19 21 19 i'll say okay so as you as they came up how was the practice as far as i i can understand based off what you're saying how you probably dealt with your sons at, in the house in the home how were how how did they communicate to their male friends do they tell them they love them? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. So <laughs> it's funny, you know, I have, my boys are polar opposites of each other. So one's real expressive and the other one is. Okay. So I can tell you the interactions I see with the oldest one. You know, he's, he's, he's kind of like Leo was saying about her son. Like he, he points out who his friends are and who his associates are and, why these are his friends and why those are his associates and you know he, he cut for his friends and my youngest you know he's <laughs> he's an introvert so it's it's like yeah i know him and then you got to pull it out of him mm. like okay what if i know him and we talk this you know this amount of times or whatever but for me it was always you know getting them to talk like right. just whatever it is, just getting them to talk. If they're quiet about something, getting them to talk because men typically don't talk. True. We we soak in our emotions and we, you know, either we come up it might not be the right solution, but this is our damage, this is our solution. Right. And, you know, that ain't always well that ain't most of the time that's not the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we gotta break that stigma that we can't talk to somebody. And then going back further, y'all talked about the lion. Right. Um, I, you know, one of the things about the lion, you know, this is nature we're talking about for one. Mm-hmm. But I agree that 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 lead lion cannot show any vulnerability to the pack. And here's the other reason why. Because there's always a male lion ready to take his mantle. I mean, that's that's a true statement there. And, you know, you have, sometimes you have those friends that may have that jealousy that end up throwing whatever your vulnerability back in your face. So, you know, it's kind of that traditionally why we don't express ourselves to other men or to other people. Because mm. we don't want it thrown back in our face. It kind of circles back to what you said about that shame thing. Oh, yeah, I agree. We have to say it's thrown back in your face or somebody's going to keep rehashing it or like throw it down like during the time when you're vulnerable like mm-hmm. it can definitely like make me double back and not oh, it definitely would make me want to uh, double back and like be more hesitant the next time when it comes to expressing myself if I've had something like thrown back up in my face mm-hmm. and you gotta like then, I, oh I'm sorry go ahead go ahead Marcus no I was just gonna say and then you know some people don't mean it like I'm gonna use this against them when I can you know we're all human and sometimes people get into these little, you know, disagreements and that person throws it back up at you. Not that they, you know, were calculating doing it the day they found out about it. But, you know, so 
That's why I, I, you know, I'm an advocate. You know, you need to talk to somebody who's going to be unbiased, who who doesn't really have, you know, uh, you know, any money in the game. Mm-hmm. They're just going to give you or allow you the safest way to work that out. Right. And I think like that is why Leah's here. Like that's why we have counselors and therapists because. Mm-hmm. You don't want your home. Some your sometimes your homeboy's not going to understand anyway because they didn't go to counseling like to school for that anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like we can vent to our friends, but those deep vulnerabilities, your childhood trauma, and all that you're dealing with, the stuff that's weighing on you. That's why we do need to seek therapists for those times. Like I know friends that say, "Okay, I'm having a bad day today. Let me hit my therapist up see if I can have a session with them." Because you might can't tell your, you can't tell Troy or whatever what you're dealing with today. Because Troy just might not understand. But your counselors, they might not understand what you're going through. But again, like Leah say, she's not there to tell you how to live your life. She's there to hear what you have going on and hear where you want to be and guide you there. So that you don't have to weigh in on your spouse. You don't have to weigh in on your friends and your family because, again, most of them don't have that counseling background to even help you out. They haven't even helped themselves out. You know what I'm saying? So we it's just it. it, I just think you can silently call a therapist and schedule a therapist and nobody even know you go to the confidential. That's one. Nobody will know that you spent that one hour with her a day. Just like you go to the gym, just like you spend an hour on watching a show. You could have just ran it with her on the phone. Now it's on the web. Like, and nobody would know. And I think you could be healing like on the cool. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to put that pressure on your friends because honestly, I'm a person that I love to, like I'm an empath so I take on a lot of my friends' emotions and it'd be hard for me to like really handle them because now I'm in their business. Now I'm feeling their emotions and it'd be too overwhelming for me. Right. So I had to set a boundary for myself and say, you know, recommend a therapist versus trying to tell me because I might can't help you. You know, I'm gonna say God, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm your friend probably can't handle that, and that's okay. Right. It don't mean he a bad friend. It's just certain professionals are there to help with certain things. You know, you wouldn't Absolutely. consult them if you had like a heart problem. So I consult them. With I was just thinking of that, Leah. Like, so so Marcus, let me ask you this right here. Um, do you see a change in the dynamics as far as the way men just within your circles and stuff like that and their view toward seeking counseling? Uh, not yes and no. You know, I can say that I, I know of one friend that sought out counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some friends that are, you know, I'm a little older, so mm-hmm. I have some friends that are, you know, old souls, as we say, and they're just, stuck in their ways. Right. Um, I, I I will say, though, that I, I've seen a change in, you know, the millennial age group. Right. Um, you know, thinking counseling, being vulnerable, and not being afraid to just share their feelings. Um, I definitely see that. And still know that, hey, I'm masculine and I'm a man. You know, I have seen a change in that. But for my, my age group, as far as counseling goes, I will tell you a couple of us are open to it. Right. Some, uh, I know one real close friend that has went to counseling. I've went to counseling personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, no. Yeah. What do you think are some reservations with older males 
and seeking out counseling? I, you know, I think the first one is stuck in their way. I mean, it's, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to change. That's, that's a, you know, a, 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 a long going theory. And I, I believe it. It's, it's harder, but it's not impossible. Um, that's one. And then just uh, one of them is y'all, y'all touched on it, you know, not knowing that it's available. You know, we all know what our deductibles are for if I have to go to the emergency room. But a lot of us don't know we have six or seven free counseling sessions available for us in our insurance. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. We don't know the limits of, you know, the, the mental health part of our insurance. So I think some of it is not, you know, being ignorant to the facts. And then, and then a lot of it is just stuck in their ways and not thinking they need it. I mean, the gentleman before, you know, he, he kind of double talked. He said, I need it. Or I see how I would need it, but I don't see that I need it. So, it, and, you know, you were laying it out, but, he, you know, his, his last statement was, I don't see that I need it. So, I mean, I just think that's some of it. And, you know, men are harder to change than women. That, that's a fact, too. So, <laughs> or my opinion, I'll say it that way. Mm, I, would, I would agree that men are harder. I would agree too. I'm glad we all on the same page. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's just a, that's just a given, and I think and maybe because we do think differently. But then I think it goes you know? back again to vulnerability. Change includes you being vulnerable and it realizing that I'm not doing something right, or there needs to be something mm. different in the way that I'm doing things. So again, I think it's the same level of vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Marcus, how how easy are you to give up your vulnerability? Say that again. I, I didn't understand. I said, how easy is it for you to give up your vulnerability to your to your um to your mate? Oh, uh, it's still not easy. Mm. It, it, it's still not easy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be the one with the with the backbone to be able to carry everything, right? Um, and typically, and I'll be honest with you, my release of the vulnerability mm-hmm. usually doesn't happen in the most uh, productive man. Okay. You know, right. It's usually through a disagreement mm-hmm. or, you know, or when I'm at my very end, okay. you know, and, you know, I, I you know, for the, I, I try to teach people, you know, don't wait till the end to, to tell somebody something. Don't wait till you are at your limit to tell somebody, Hey man, or Hey babe, uh, this is bothering because it usually doesn't come out in a, the best productive manner. True. So, and, and I'm the same way, you know, that's a constant fight with me. Mm. And so, 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 um, doc, so why is that a fight with us? That you don't want to be vulnerable? Well, well I think I, you know, I, I think we, we touched a bunch of the topics, you know, right. You don't want to throw them back in your face. True. Right. Yep. You don't want to use against you, right. fear of using it against you, or and give, all of this will, or, or will, give or giving away to somebody yep, else or out, of, out of anger, or well, being or, a label. Or I'll give you another. We have so many labels. That is true. Being yeah, a label, like, like he said, we I, already have 
to struggle because we're black or we already got struggled because mm-hmm. we're a man or black mm-hmm. man then it's a black woman then it's like then on top of that you got i gotta deal with saying that i have anxiety and you looking at me or mm-hmm. bipolar now you looking at me this kind of way you know it's right. like as black people we already have to deal with people already judging us before even getting to know us so why would i want to add that extra label you know we already deal with um loving ourselves so and this is not like having a disorder or just having mental health we have seen as being crazy or like we have a lot of negative stigmas with it so nobody wants to admit to that you know what i'm saying nobody Mm -hmm. wants to but it's kind of like as soon as you admit to having it then you now are more conscious of addressing it you know what I'm saying? Like once I found out I had anxiety, now I knew what I had to do to make it better. You know what I'm saying? I didn't for a long time I didn't think I had it, but then it was just like, okay, something's not right. It's I'm not trying to deal with it on my own. It's not helping. So now let me research the symptoms I'm having. You know what I'm saying? And then once I said, okay, now I have anxiety. That doesn't mean I'm an anxious person. It means I have anxiety and it just it doesn't make me you know, I could be a person with bipolar. I'm not bipolar. Like, I'm a person with bipolar. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's just kind of like if I had a hearing problem, I do something to fix the hearing problem. But the hearing problem is not who I am. I'm a person with a hearing problem. So I think once you start understanding and separating that mental health um if you have a diagnosis, once you start separating that, instead of thinking that's who you're going to be, I think people are going to be more accepting to the different disorders. Cause you might have a disorder that could be addressed with medicine or could be addressed, you know, with other different types of therapies that how would you know about it? If you don't understand who you are, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think getting to know yourself and the pandemic has helped a lot of people with that. You had to figure yourself out. You start having these emotions you never had before. Like now you're learning yourself. And I think because people got to know themselves, now they're more open to the therapy. We didn't have time to get to know ourselves because we were so busy with all kind of other stuff. And then you got forced to sit down and you deal got with your forced. own stuff. Right. That's, for mm-hmm. me, I found out I had anxiety during the pandemic. The pandemic didn't bring the anxiety. I knew, I mean, it might have like contribute, but like really understanding that I was like, I've been like this and I could have been addressed this. You know what I'm saying? But I just really feel like getting to know yourself in accepting the good and the bad like the bad is what actually makes you you know like on the cool if you really think about it like the stuff that you go through the failures you have build you to be a better person because you learn from them your or you should have turns learned. into your testimony yeah so i feel like but everybody so much doesn't want to go through a bad situation we do everything we can to avoid a bad situation but you can't it's inevitable like things are going to happen so once you say okay things this happened to me now I need to figure out, like y'all say, I'm a problem solu- uh, solution focused person too. I'm that person. But I also cry and deal with my emotions too. You know, but I'm a female maybe, or I'm just, that's just me. I can't even say because I'm a female. So I just think once people start really getting the hang of accepting flaws of themselves, then we can start making change. And I think it's just getting to that point, you know what I'm saying, that, uh, to accept that. That something's wrong because sometimes right. people get so stuck and that's just me. That's just the way I act. I think it's even just acknowledging like this isn't okay. Right. Like I need to do something different. Like, oh, you got a bad attitude. Oh, I done been had a bad attitude. 
okay that doesn't mean it's been okay this long like do something different it's still right, stink like right. fix your attitude and, and mark you were saying it was one other thing what was that other thing oh i, I forgot now oh. <laughs> i was trying to I hold mean, on to I you your sister soldier you got it going i had let it go <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, just started, I just started drinking and sipping too now hey hey the sip game is strong up in there these, <laughs> these, these these professionals in here are professional you know what i'm saying and i like that that's a good thing that's definitely a good thing you know hey man i appreciate you um you're talking to us uh yeah, for real you. did you have Thanks anything else i don't mean answer. to cut you off like that did you have anything else no, I'm good. Thank you, guys. Sure. No, Great I'm, show, though. Hey, I appreciate you for listening. And I know this ain't the sexy show that people say. You know what I'm saying? You know the, the show not, that. Not, no, no I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the views, and it's very sexy up there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't start. Don't start saying this. <laughs> she worried about she worried about, worry about angles and stuff oh, like that. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have said it yeah, every time you played it. Hey, listen, we got hey, hey, you can't see on the other side of the table now. We got two on the other side of the table too now. I got I, it. For, I, I got it for you though. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> wink and drink what? A wink and drink what? A wink and drink what? Hit him. It's five o'clock, it's time to leave. Uh, I dig into my pockets, pull out my car keys. Grab my wallet, walk out the front door. Unlock my phone, open the app store. Uh, I need a place to meet and think. Found a brand new app called Wink and Drink. Yeah. It's Wink and Drink. Hey. It's Wink and Drink. Come on. Yeah. It's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Come on. It's Wink and Drink. It's Wink and Drink. It's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Shout out to that damn jingle right there. Listen, that damn jingle is the hottest thing out here in 2021. You hear me? I might be singing it when I leave. You might be correct. Are you going to sing it? You know what I'm saying? I had to throw my... I had to you throw my smooth lyrics like, on that thing to make it smooth like that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You're on that thing? That's me. What are you talking the about? The whole song is you? That's me. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> now you got to hear the damn again because you got to know who on the damn hit. That's me and my godson right there. Wink and drink. Yeah. What? A wink and drink. What? Mm. A wink and drink. What? Hell, G. It's five o'clock. It's time to leave. I dig into my pockets, pull out my car key. Uh, grab my wallet, walk out the front door. Unlock my phone, open the app store. Uh, I need a place to meet and think. Found a brand new app called Wink and Drink. Yeah. It's Wink and Drink. Hey. It's Wink and Drink. Come on. It's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Come on. It's Wink and Drink. Hey. It's Wink and Drink. It's Wink and Drink, a brand new app where people meet. You ain't going to tell me that ain't the damn number one hit in 2021. Right there. That's you need to get some radio there. play for that. It's, it's already on. See, you just got on the show. You don't know what's going on right now. Oh. That damn Wink and Drink is serious right there. It's, it's so lit. serious. It's all over the U.S. right now. That thing's so hot. It's hot. That's what I want to tell you. I can hear it. It's hot. I, I know, can, I know I you can hear it now. The... You gonna, listen, I'm going to make sure you hear it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to send it to you on the way out tonight. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be winking and drinking on the way out. Look, look what Tony said. 
Leah done relaxed, finally, shoulders relaxing. Oh, okay. The LSU accent is from Feast. I do not have an LSU accent, but I have relaxed a little bit. A little bit. She don't relax. I, I low-key, I, I wish I did have me a little Noya accent. Like, you know. I got this little raspy voice working. Like, I really wish I had me a little, hey, baby. Hey, like, baby. <laughs> Look out. It's not meant for me to have a Noya mm-hmm. accent. Hey. I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. I forgot. Oh, that's, that's right. Um, it's a, yeah, I forgot that's it's what, a difference. Trust. Go trust. Trust is right. It's a very yeah. big difference. Trust is from Lafayette. You know what I'm oh, saying? That's your friend. Yeah. Yeah, I saw she had that 337 yeah, uh, she, area she code. When I saw that, I was like, all right. Yeah, well, the wink and drink. Trust doing her thing. You know what I'm saying? You already on the wink? You on the app? The wink and drink? Yeah. Come on now. I downloaded it. No, see, you got to. Uh, oh, I got to get active on. Come it on, you, come, you got at least um, throw throw in your um your drink on there or something. Put my tequila on there, yeah, so they can know it. that but I'm Make sure you slide that drinking. thing now. Slide. Don't be doing the seventeen year old guys. Not eighteen. Don't do them. You got to adjust. That. Um, I like my men like thirty five, you know forty saying? plus. You know what I'm saying? I don't do them young fellas. Do them young fellas. And I like the pops. Ooh, got them. Shout out somebody's son. Shout out. I mean somebody's daddies. Daddy. Somebody's daddies. Shout out, to them, I need. shout out to them damn daddies out there. Yeah, shout out to the daddies. Them damn available daddies. Shout out to them. Let me see who I'm here trying to win. Cause I'll tell you right now, my wing game so strong. I hate cutting nap on. See, see what happens when I like open it up. Because what are you gonna what are you gonna look, put on look, there? Look, you look don't drink. Do you look put at, look at that? Did you put on there strong pineapple juice or pineapple <laughs> on the rocks? I don't I, think that's on the I put the a, wink and drink app. I put a strong eleven eighty six water. Uh, it's black on, you know so maybe Wink and Drink might recognize that because they're black on. You know what I'm saying? They know. They already know. Vanessa, oh, there he is right there. There go my dog right there. What was that? Renee Garza. This is this the dude I tell my love him all the time. You know what I'm saying? Does he say hey. it back? What? Man, please. I, I could watch this. I'm going to show you. Now, he can tell you about relationships and, and, and counseling. And say, you know what? He's a good person to talk about that because he's. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a good person to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you about mental health. Yeah, it's about counseling and, and the importance of it and everything. Only play. For the record, I love you. Hey, what's up, you? Big, <laughs> you, big, you big sexy Come man. Come on, not you. just the answering. It's your sexy self. What's going on? See, this is how we do it, right here. See, he's big, big sexy bear. You know what I'm saying? Hello, hello. What's going on, man? What's going on? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Renee. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. How you guys doing? Okay, we're doing good, man. What's going on with you up there in Alaska? Oh, oh there in Alaska. Yes, and to answer your question, yes, I say it. I say it back. Um, I, you know, when when Brian and I are talking and we in the conversation, it's I love you, brother. All day. You know what I'm saying? Y'all should. Oh, he just put it on the messages. Hey, see, because we keep it real. We keep it real. As you should, because life is too short. Like life is way too short to not tell your loved ones how you feel. Hey, I know it was early out there in Alaska, man. So I, I don't know if you got a chance to catch what the show. What time is it in Alaska? What time is it over there? I know you're like three hours. Three hours. Yeah, aren't you three hours out there? Hey, um, did you get a chance to catch any of the show? I just now got signal. I just now logged in. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's out there. In, uh, hey, what part of Alaska is that? Oh, God, that's south of Anchorage. Yeah, just south of Anchorage. Okay. 
Hey, so the so the lovely ladies I have here today, um, Leah, she's um she's a therapist. Okay. And um, so we're talking about counseling and the stigma that's placed upon it and, and why men probably don't they're not big on doing it. And, and um what do you think about that? What are some of the reasons? I, I think everybody should go. Right. Amen. The healthy thing. I mean, even even in a healthy relationship, a partnership, whether it's business related, husband and wife, I totally agree with going to counseling. That's how you better your business. What are some benefits that you've gotten from counseling or things, some things that you've liked about the counseling process? I just just having a third party, a third party, uh, a neutral person being able to bring things up that you normally wouldn't want to say to your significant other or, and I say partner, when I mean my partner is a business partner, you know, they, I, business partners should go to counseling as well. Not just a marriage. Cause counseling. all those parties have communication. So it, it makes sense. So let me ask you just Renee. Absolutely. What, what do you think of some of the stigmas? I mean, I know, I know how you feel about it, but just you being in the industry oh. that you're in, you know, some of the thoughts you, you, you probably have encountered with just men um, and, and, and seeking something such as counseling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk to, you know, any guy, oh, I don't go to counseling. I mean, that's, you know, that's not for me. That's, you know, that's a girl or somebody else, but not me. And a lot of people are closed minded by it because, you know, and I don't know if that has to do with, you know, 15, 20 years ago, the way things were, but, <clears throat> that's not how they are now, but a lot of people are closed-minded to it still, you know, don't, uh, aren't mature enough to, and it has nothing to do with that. I mean, everybody needs to open up and vent or have a, somebody to talk to. And, uh, but yeah, no, the industry, especially, you know, trucking industry, I mean, you know, people don't want to open up. Not the only time they open up is on a CB radio because they're, nobody knows who they are. Because right. I'm about to say, y'all are pretty isolated in, in trucking. Say that again? Y'all are pretty isolated in the trunky, trucking world. Oh, I know. We are. So I'm sure and it's gotten it has worse. to be difficult within itself. Oh, I know. And it's gotten worse. It's a lot of people don't use TV radios anymore. Everybody's too busy on their, on their headsets and talking to everybody else instead of paying attention to the road or, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. But uh, now it's, you know, unless you're old school, and I'm old school, so, you know, I still use a CB, but I still communicate. And, and the only reason why, you know, I'm open-minded to the therapist, I mean, I don't know what Brian's told you, but, I mean, I've suffered losses in my life, you know, with my kids and stuff. And so, you know, there are times that, uh, you know, not even my pastor was able to get through through to me at church, you know, and, and uh, you know, I needed to seek help somewhere else to get the the closure and understanding and, you know, things like that. And so, and it requires going to a therapist Definitely, I or a shaman. Oh, a shaman. Hey, hey. You know, I'm, yeah. I've done all that. So I've, I went all the way to Peru and lived there for two months to talk to a shaman to get acceptance and closure. And because of that, I've, is different. Oh, well, it's a different type of spiritual healing mm-hmm. than just you know, sitting down and requires you know, discipline. So yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, it brought my horizon, made me open up and 
see things the world differently and treat people differently and you know try to be kinder understandable and that's why i still you know and brian and i i mean the way we met and i mean ever since then i mean there's nothing i wouldn't do for that guy i didn't care where i was at and you know the, the respect that we have for each other and you know it's just uh stuff like that you just don't see anymore and his comes from the, the military background, you know, because don't leave no man behind, you know. And uh, like I said, I'm old school. So, you know, I was never in the service, but uh, we have the same same beliefs, you know. All day. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you got two I'm men. Here for the, you know, I'm here for the brotherly love. Yeah. And, and this was about it. And it's, yep. and it's really just being uh, um, aware of yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I think, to me, holistically, once an individual is really secure with themselves, you know what I'm saying, they're not worried about any outside thoughts of anybody, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, that makes them able to go seek yeah. counseling, seek help. I mean, I can count one hand, talk to another in man one hand, whatever. how many times my dad said he loved me. Right. Tragic moments. It wasn't just because, uh, you know, I got married or something something great happened. It was always due to, you know, tragedy. Mm. It, 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 it's, and that's not how it should be. I mean, you should tell somebody you love them before it's too late. Yeah. You know? So I said all the time. And I, I mean, I have female friends that are like, I, I can't say it all nearly willy like you do, you know? And I'm like, you don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. that's just the way I am. That's it. So, Cause we can compartmentalize. I'm saying well, male just do that well. Yeah, we do. Don't we? we got we got some compartments for you. Ooh, all power. Okay, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Um, I see you getting everything topped off up there, loaded up. You know what I'm saying? And um, well, I ain't seen you loading nothing yet, but I saw you got the container open, so I know you're about ready to make yeah. that move, make that transition. Don't work too hard. You know, so um, but you know, I'll be hollering at you. And um, as always, brother, I love, right. you. I love you, man. And um, you know, saying to Rebecca, I say, "What's up?" Yes, sir. Love you. One of the things that, and that's just a me thing. That's after listening to uh, the five love languages, you know, and and hearing all that stuff. I always had a problem when I was in a relationship, and if I told my wife, my significant other, that I love them, and they said, "Oh, I love you too," and they used the word "too," to me, it dilutes it. It has no meaning after you say the word too, only because you're saying it because I said it. If you love somebody, you just say you love them. You don't use the word too because you're diluting the word. It has no meaning at that point, but that's just me. You know, a lot of people don't see it that way or feel that way, but I do. And, uh, you know, and again, that has to do with the way I was brought up and the way things, you know, have unfolded in my life. So, I don't let people, you know, I don't wait till it's too late and they're going to hear it in the eulogy, you know, oh, he Keep loved him. And he loved while they're alive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, let them know how you feel about them. And, and I do that all the time with people that are dear to me, like Brian, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there's a select few. I mean, you know, we got a circle and, but, uh, you can count on them, but thanks for calling and reaching out. And I love you, brother. You be careful. And, and I'm, I'll listen to, I'll get the rest of the show. And I just, my phone wasn't able to do both things at one time because I'm in a real bad signal area. So you know, I was watching when you called. That's why I wouldn't go through until I was able to hang up on that and then take the call. 
Okay. All right. Sounds good, man. I appreciate you. Love you and I holla at yes, you. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Okay. All right. That's the point. Love is in the, the air. The, the, the point is that. I think we dropped a lot of mental health gems. I think they got dropped. You know what I'm saying? All right, so hey, this is what I do before I close it out. Dun, 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 I'm going to pass the mic. Hey, can you pass the mic to Monique real quick? Because sisters, I know what you're going to do, sister. So you're going to get down when I ask you the question. <laughs> what did you learn tonight? So I. I have... Wow, you didn't learn to put that mic up there. <laughs> that was, didn't <laughs> one learn. lesson you didn't one, get one, from the night. Right. One, one lesson I'm still working on. There's room for improvement. Okay. Um, one, one thing that I definitely learned is the varied perspective of men and their desire to have that vulnerability mm. and, you know, just the importance of continuing conversations and how do we make this a safe space for men to be able to say, Hey, this is something I'm struggling with. And it even makes me, you know, pay more attention to how I am as a partner. Mm. So that that's one thing that I, I will definitely take away is that there is that internal desire in men to do it. And it's just, you know, making sure that you create that space and encourage that space for them. Okay. Go ahead, Monique, girl. Do your thing. I like that response. Yeah, I like that. Damn one. Applause I like that, that. Right I like that shit. Don't be coming with all that educated stuff. That's some of that North Carolina. That's some of that North Carolina like State. You ain't learn at the Central. That's some stuff at State right there. <laughs> Come on, LSU. What you got? I learned that I have to back up what I say and attend therapy myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and when I say back up what I say, I mean, I agree that it's something we need to do. And it is one of my goals for 2021 to find a therapist. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. But I also agree. I learned about the man's, uh, the male's perspective and it is going to make me be the example to acknowledge their feelings and not be a person that shames them like another person that shames them for that so again i'll be encouraging in that manner um and it just helped me step my game up and it also is a relief that men do want it. you know what i'm saying i like that i like and i think that's sexy on a man so like to Y'all say it is earlier, like men be comfortable with themselves. I forgot what it was. What's that? What's like y'all just say how men just like be comfortable. I don't know. It was a word for it. But anyway, that's basically what I learned. I learned to be more open-minded to men and be the example by myself going to therapy. Cause then again, it will start conversations and it'll allow me to share my experience with others and open them up to therapy. But it got to start with me. Cause I can't tell somebody, I can't tell my whole family. It's time for us to go to therapy. Right. And I ain't even scheduled a therapy session to even show them or tell them, you know, you be like, go watch this movie, go watch this movie. And they going to want to know, well, what, what's it about? Why I should go watch this movie? If you never seen the movie, why are you going to tell me go watch the movie? Right. Mm -hmm. You can't even give me your own like perspective on it. So I think it, this is going to force me or it has encouraged me mm. to to like really continue seeking for therapy. Mm. Okay. I'm going to leave you out here and pause on that shit right there. Go Sister ahead, Soldier here. Sister Soldier do her thing. You know what I'm saying? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I learned a couple of things. You know, one, I like to thank Marcus, you know what I'm saying, just for, 
you know, sharing, you know what I'm saying, with his sons. Because one, you know, a lot of men, they they won't even do that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think for him to even share, you know what I'm saying, just the way he treats his sons and the, and the way he treats his sons, you know, since, you know, they really share their personalities and how they're two different individuals. So um, I learned that once again, that men can share those things because one, market shows that he has a security amongst himself. You know what I'm saying? And the way that he's raised his sons. So, I, I, you know, shout out to him for that right there. And of, of course, um, I like the fact of talking about mental and physical health, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, even though this is more on the mental side, but when I tell you, I talk about this a lot to a lot of my friends. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because I do understand the stresses of business and there are common everyday stresses. There, There's not a weekend off, you know what I'm saying? If you're a multiple business owner, trust me, there are no weekends mm-hmm. off. You know what I'm saying? Your mind never rests. You know, you when you wake up, you think about your business. You know what I'm saying? And if it's multiple, you think about all of them. Mm-hmm. You understand? One is no more important than the other. You know what I'm saying? So you think about that. You know, and so um, with that, um, you know, the thing I, I want to ask you is if you could come back like probably maybe every three weeks or something like that. I'm down. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, and, it's, I'm down. and, it's, and I already told you next month I'm trying to right, go hard. Did, it's mental did. health awareness right. month next she, month. She, she so did say that when we had the conversation. So I'm definitely down to so, come back so in May I definitely want to sure. do that because one, I think once again, it's about the platforms. If the platforms make it important, you know what I'm saying? Then people will then open people, up the conversation. open the conversation because what happened is the people, if you have a um a, a following of, of people who okay, you know what they do and they hear it. You understand? It can do something just like it did. You know, say even Don. You know, saying or even just hearing other males talk about their emotions. If that just normalized the feeling for somebody else, even if it's not a oh my god, I'm gonna go get counseling. But hearing other males like Tony and uh, who was Marcus Don Don that was the first guy Don. Don. Okay, just to hear them to normalize some of those feelings and emotions and not. Wanting to put too much on their spouse, learning that boundaries. How do I express? Like, even open up that conversation. That's right. that's so yeah, like phenomenal within itself. It is, it is, and so um, so that, that's definitely something I got out of it. Out of it, and I, I want to continue that. You know, what I'm saying, and um, just like I'll have you know doctors on here talking about from the physical aspect of mm-hmm. it. You know, my my thing is, you know, we have to make a change. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these things have not been around. We don't do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not a common thing. It's not a common common conversation. So it's just like, hey, if it, it has to start with me. Mm-hmm. That, that that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna start with me. So. Well, I appreciate you yeah. so much for having me. So what did you and learn? allowing me to have this conversation? I learned that men would like to express their emotions if given the atmosphere or environment, which was very insightful for me. I've also kind of learned just the, the whole perspective from males. Like it, it's good to hear males openly talk about it. Like most of the times when they're they're in the client's perspective, they're looking at me as the expert. I mean, which I am, but I'm not the expert in being a black male and expressing my feelings as a black male. So it was great insight to hear three different, well, four different males kind of express not that no limit soldier from LSU. <laughs> Y'all play too much. Oh, yeah, shot, no limit. Please say something about you. <laughs> Tony M on you. You know what I'm saying? 
Tony M is on you right now. You know what I'm saying? The number is so. Go Tigers. But I think it was great to just hear that perspective. And again, it gives me kind of a a, a talking point of things Mm. that maybe I need to start verbalizing and advocating more on my page to kind of make it more of a norm. Right. Because that conversation will be understood by probably a lot of males. Mm -hmm. If you come at it like that and and make them more receptive. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The last final thing. The experience. The experience was great. Mm. I I, I enjoyed the experience from the the first call, the communication, the the having the conversation. Like I've reached out to other people's usually like some emails. I like for you, it was like, hey, let's get on the phone. Like, let's talk about this. Let's see how this works. And then it was like, let's do it. I'm ready. Like right now, like from that experience, the the, hey, I'm going to pick you up. What would you like to eat? Meeting another great mental health professional. How welcoming you were to me and my friend. Like, it, it's been an overall. And then also the great conversation from the audience and right. the, the support and the feedback from the audience. Like, I greatly enjoyed it. That's why I'm hoping you're going to have me back. Oh, no, for real. So I can order my crab legs this time. You know what I'm saying? Hey, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to yeah, get crab legs this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get crab legs this time. But no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, I want crawfish. Hey, 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 I think Tony M will take care of dinner on that night right there. All right, Tony M, you going to pull up? Hey, no, he'll take care of dinner. Tony M be straight. You know what I'm saying? No, but yeah, we ain't getting drinks. We ain't getting drinks. <laughs> but I do definitely, ultimately, I thank you. But ultimately, like the audience and the guests, like I think that they kept the conversation right. flowing, the great feedback in the conversation. So I greatly appreciate y'all for, for keeping everything interactive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's what we do over here on Firecast. Now, the, the group, the crew is the crew. I forgot what they call themselves. Uh, the, you need five, to have some names. The five tribes or something like that. You need to have a they, name for but, them. But no, they made the name up. It was well, you need one to trademark episodes. it like, and brand I, I, it. I got to remember uh, what it was. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Tony could tell me what it was. Hey, and somebody, then I'm trying to pull up here. when, um, what's her name, Veronica, the Wink and Drink lady? Oh, yeah, she'll be on 25th. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up when she here, yeah, too. Yeah. You know, wait, I'm trying wait, to wink at her. Well, you know, if you... Uh, Oh, Tony said he got the crab legs hey. and all. Come on, Tony, my boy. Yeah, Shout out, Tony. Pull up, Tony. That's Big Tony. You know what I'm Big Tony is what they call them. Big Tony is what they Crawl call them. Okay? Boiled you know seafood is the way to my heart, Tony. That, that's that's how you get a girl. Hey, he, he put on the next. He said, he said crabs and crawfish on the next. That's yeah, why I said, come on, Tony. I'll be yeah. ready. I'll be ready. Yeah, like that three pound potato and corn. Mix sure. it with mayo and ketchup. Yeah, right. you went too far. I just I'm like sorry. the seasoning, the lemon juice. I'm sorry. That's and if yet. it's cooked right, oh, he yet. said crabs and crawfish. If it's cooked right, we shouldn't eat none of that. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, I still love it. Whether it's good or not, I dips, baby. Hey, no limit says she love it. You know Come on, saying? no limit, y'all. Cause... <laughs> the no limit soldier. You know what I'm saying? All right. You know what I'm saying? But um, so hey. Another was that? What happened? What is that, Molly? Oh, okay. She looks happy. She says she wants some of the crabs and crawfish too. Hey, she gonna be on the show. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? She Tony gets, got us. As soon as she gets settled in, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna slide Monique on up in here. Yeah. You know? But 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 this is how it rolls, right? So um I just met Monique today. Mm. Today. You know what I'm saying? We talked on um in the room. How was her first experience? Maybe you should ask her how was her experience. Well, because it wasn't really her experience. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so nice. she didn't even okay. come back here until y'all came. Oh, okay, that's okay. why she she was out there. You know well, thank so, you for so, joining. So when experience. she has when she has her experience, she'll she'll have it. 
I, she I, had the I, whole experience. I enjoyed her presence. But no, she was um she was out in um in Carolina and um she was in um Clubhouse in um Wake Up Houston and she let us know she was coming to Houston and everything. And so um, I knew she was coming in this week, whatever. And so you know, people talk they talk to talk. So my thing is like Oh, no, she you know, walked it. You know, you you, you come and you know, say, Hey, let's let's meet up. You know what I'm saying? So I can welcome you here. And I was like, Hey, better yet, you know what? Boom. You do this right here. I, hey, come up over here. You know what I'm saying? On this, you know, this time right here. And um one and look how it turned out. Amazing. It turned out to be a great show. You know what I'm saying? Amazing. You you all linked up, you know what I'm saying? Now you know each other as well. So and this is what it's about. This is a welcome to Houston for her as well. You know what I'm saying? Welcome. We you know, about so, to have fun with you. So, so this is good. This is good. Y'all y'all all like um tequila and, and pineapple. So we, we know do that. We all like so. tequila. And and we all like crabs and crawfish. We and and you all like the Winky Drink app. So we do like you know the You feel it out? Oh, so you winkable now. I'm okay. Oh, I want to be winkable. But don't worry. We're going we're gonna to make sure you winkable before you get out of here. No limit. Okay, we everybody will be winking before they get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the wink gonna happen. I'm trying to tell you now. Listen, if you don't want to get winked at, you better not download it. But you better download. I want to get a little wink. You know what I'm saying? The wink will be out there. There's a there's a there's, a there's a there's a five wink minimum. I work on my wink. There's a five wink minimum out here. You know what I'm saying? Five wink minimum. I think I've hit my capacity. Tony. Tony, be good. There you go. That's my dog right there. Wink and drink. He done put he done put the emojis in there. He got the emojis for wink and drink. Look at that right there. Okay, that's cute. I like that. That's the emoji. Go ahead, Tony. See, Tony be Tony my is back. on it. He be having my back, man. Tony all M. day long. That's what he does. Tony M. Hey, we're gonna end it with a wink and drink classic. <laughs> Why not? No, no, check this out. Hey, tomorrow we got Brandy, right? Brandy, old pure chocolate. Y'all know her. Um, Brandy, she's a um, brand mm. ambassador for 1186. Come on, pure and she, chocolate. And she's chocolate now, all day chocolate. I like and, chocolate. Um, so she already said we're going to break the, um, she said we're going to break the YouTube tomorrow because it's going to be too much chocolate in there. Oh, I'm going to tune in there. Yeah, tune in for that now. So it's going to be chocolate on the, I'm, I'm gonna chocolate on the screen the, tomorrow. The, the and, chocolate um, explosion. So she, uh, she did it up big. She said she's coming in for a photo shoot. She's coming hard. Because right now, Kenzie, I think Kenzie has the record on the photo shoot right now. She came in with that yellow. And just killed it. So I, I think um Brandy coming in here to get it, take the crown. And then um th- that's at one thirty though. So I'm doing an early show. So one thirty she Brandy will be really here. Early. That's area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thirty she'll be here. And then at um seven PM we got Doughboy coming in. He'll be coming in doing him. Um then we got uh Thursday, we got Van Johnson coming in, you know. And um and Doughboy, he's the you know, Doughboy and Van own like Houston. Only know yeah. being from uh, Chicago because I'm a black yeah. ink groupie. Okay, all right. Okay, then we know Doughboy. Doughboy is um he's the other owner of mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, you hear that? Mm-hmm. I need, I need yeah. that. I'm like I need a new tattoo. Hey, shout out shout out to Dan. He man, he about to be doing some damn tattoos on you. You know what I'm saying? He put it, he put it on. He just did some uh he just did a line on a girl. Ah. It's about to be summertime. I he did a whole line on the thigh, the cheek, and everything. I don't know. It looked good. The line looked good. It was straight. Yeah, the line was straight. All on the thigh. As long as it's not like. No, it was a line. She had a whole thigh done. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Yeah, it was a whole scene, too. Scene. It was in the seams. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you go on his page, you can see it. It's the last post he got. Um, That's the one was on there. 
So yeah, so we so we're doing a big then next week. I got I got some people coming in next week. I don't want to tell you it's who it lit. is yet. Make sure y'all tune in. Hey, listen, they're gonna tune in. This is this is what happens on five cast. I'm trying to tell you they tune in over here. Don't think it's slow. I'll be tuning in. Don't think it's slow. So um, we're gonna we're gonna drop that um that wink and drink that we're gonna fall out with that old that jam that y'all all know. You know what I'm saying? Wink and drink. Era. I like that. Them harps. That's for the No Limit Soldier right there. <laughs> wink and drink. Yeah. Uh, uh. Wink and drink. Don't forget to get that, that um, survey filled out in there. Wink and drink. The wink and drink survey. It's five o'clock. It's time to leave. I dig into my pockets, pull out my car key. Uh. Grab my wallet, walk out the front door. Front door. I like my phone, open yeah. the app yeah. store. Uh, I need a place to meet and drink. Found hey. a brand new app called Wink and Drink. Yeah, it's Wink and Drink. Hey, it's Wink and Drink. Come on, it's Wink and Drink. A brand new app where people meet. Come yeah. on, ain't no limit. It's Wink and Drink. Hey, it's Wink and Drink. <laughs> Tony it's said, "Make him say, oh. a brand new app where people meet." Yeah, Tony. She got a picture and everything. You put no pictures in there? No, I ain't. Yeah, you gotta put. How you gonna get winked at? I don't. I ain't bored. I'm behind. Listen, Hold you can't get winked at unless you throw some pictures in there. Hold on, let me. Hold on. Shoot, you gotta throw them pictures in there. You know. Oh man, that picture is cute. You took that. Hey y'all, I appreciate y'all all day. Y'all know it. King of Long Track, baby. Take, take, we out. Take, 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 we out. Everybody, take, 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 we out. Come on, take, take, we out. Do the take, 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 we out. Everybody, take, 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 we out. We got to speak to me, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Give you a jab to the nose and make you say what's up. Come on. I'm in the club, nigga. Talk with the bone barrel. Uh -huh. When the music stops having sick and not Christmas carols, yeah. people hate me, man. I really do know why. They see the wings on my back and they know I'm gon' fly. So what the fuck's supposed to do? Just try to please people. Got my Indian Kiku family and I don't get people. Remember, I used to put my staple in my tennis shoes. Used to walk around in them tennis, the mini shoes. For party nigga, I was too thugged out for that. Never told all my enemies I couldn't be a rat. But niggas told on me, nigga, they got it in turn. Now ain't they mama's living room in a nice earth. Fuck you, your whole crew, bitch, cause you gon' get caught. Blow your brains out in your lap, now hold that phone. Never get in it, poppin' it because I'm so clever. 
Nigga, cause I'm so clever You can love me, you hate me, nigga 